The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-933-93. It is Pat Gray Unleashed. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez dominating the Democrat Party right now. People are falling all over themselves. She's starting to kind of create the same sort of buzz that Barack Obama did. (laughs) You know, this vital, vibrant, up-and-coming, young, moderate that we heard about, Barack Obama. It's a storybook, man. It's a storybook. Good-looking, clean-smelling. I mean, (laughs) that's a storybook. Storybook, man. I think where he's got the big ears, she's got the bigger eyes. You see, she's yeah. Other she's than that, I mean, they're the big same. brown eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, the Washington Free Beacon put together a little montage of some of her wonderful beliefs. Yeah, she really she represents the future of our party. And then if people are going to call me a mm-hmm. socialist for believing in those things, like all right. Call me a social. Like, I don't give a damn. (laughs) Unemployment is low because everyone has two jobs. Capitalism has not always existed in the world, and it will not always exist in the world. Unemployment is low because people are working 60, 70, 80 hours a week and can barely feed their kids. We have this no-holds-barred, wild west hyper-capitalism. It is the system that, unlike all the others, has lifted more people out of poverty. Those things that you talk about, that you discuss, are part of the course of human evolution. You posted the following on Twitter. You wrote, quote, this is a massacre, meaning the Israeli military shooting of Palestinian protesters. I could only imagine if 60 people were shot and killed in Ferguson, or if 60 people were shot and killed, you know, in in the West Virginia teacher strikes. Mm -hmm. Well, I believe absolutely in Israel's right to exist. What people are starting to see at least in in the occupation uh, of of Palestine. You use the term the occupation of Palestine. Mm. What did you mean by that? Oh, um, I think what I meant is like the the settlements that are increasing. Mm -hmm. I I am a proponent of a two-state solution. Are you still for a two-state solution? Well, you know, I think this is a conversation that I'm engaging with, with activists Mm -hmm. right now. I'm a Mm -hmm. firm believer in uh, in finding a a two-state solution. And and this this is a conversation that I'm sitting down with lots of activists in this movement on. And I think that ICE is right there as a part of it. That is why they're able to get away with black, uh, you know, with black sites at our border. We have to occupy all Mm. of it. We need to occupy every airport. We need to occupy every Mm. border. We Mm -hmm. need to occupy every ICE office. What do you mean black sites? What do you mean about black, ICE black sites? So I was just... Mm. Yes, yes. So yeah. actually, we were just hopping off MSNBC, and, and they were talking about it. I am right, not but what does it mean? geopolitics on this issue. Oh, good gosh. Frightening. Uh, this young woman is one of the most, one of the most dangerous people in America today. Now, wait a minute, Pat. You might be saying to yourself, she's not even in Congress yet. <laughs> First of all, she will be. There's, there's virtually no chance the Republican wins that seat. But she's traveling all over the country, making impassioned speeches to young, impressionable people, 
imploring them to get out and vote. There's 4 million people who turn 18 before the election. And she's trying to bring them into this socialist tent. She's she's pretty influential right now. She's 28. She's beautiful. She has her talking points down. When she every single time she addresses the incredibly low unemployment rate under Trump, she dismisses it as being low because everyone has two jobs to make ends meet. <laughs> First, um, when compiling employment numbers, if you have a job, you have a job. Multiple jobs by the same person aren't even factored in. <laughs> That's not a factor. So it's a zero factor. Second, everyone does not have two jobs. In fact, the number of Americans with two jobs is 5%. 5%. That's actually down over the last three decades. It's down, not up. You can't just make up your own facts, Putin. But that's exactly what she's doing. And then when asked uh, about democratic socialism, this seems to be her big line now. But we're endorsed by a group, the Democratic Socialists, and mm-hmm. you have embraced this label. And mm-hmm. I think the New York Times has a headline this morning that sort of millennials have embraced socialism. Mm-hmm. What is your definition mm-hmm. of democratic socialist? Well, for me, again, for me, and, uh, again and, and uh, there's so much focus on this endorsement, but I uh-huh. also think it's important that a, a, an important part of my strategy in winning, winning was building a broad-based coalition of people. Uh-huh. So while there's a focus on this one aspect of the coalition, right. and to me, you know, to answer your question, the yeah, definition of democratic socialism to mm-hmm. me, again, is... is. Is the fact that the in a modern, moral, that. and wealthy society, mm-hmm. no American should be too poor to live? And to me, that- that's not a definition. That's an opinion of yours. <laughs> uh, that's not a definition. And she does it every single time. It means every working class American mm-hmm. in this country should have access to dignified health care, should dignified actually be able to see a doctor without going broke. It means you should be able to send your kids free. to college and trade For school mm-hmm. if they show, if they so choose. Mm-hmm. And no person should feel precarious in their, in, or instable no. in their access to housing as our economy Thank develops. You. Some so Democrats are afraid of the too. S word. They yeah. feel like that social weakness. It, it, oh. it has <laughs> older Americans hear socialism and they, they tie it to, a, to, mm-hmm. to sort of ugly governments right. from Europe and the past. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you ex- yeah. how do you how do you sell this to an older generation. Well, I think, uh, you know, as as to the clip from generation. Schumer showed earlier, Democrats are a big tent party, you know. Okay. So they're a big tent party. They they can invite all socialists, communists, whatever. Whatever radical you are, come on into the Democrat tent. But Pat, Pat, her drivel is bad enough as it is. But David Gregory is insisting that those who follow the Constitution and suggest that the rule of law be applied mm-hmm. when, when we're doling out money to the masses, we're old. Yeah. That, we're, we're old. Mm-hmm. He, he can't even just say some Americans might hear that. No, as, it's, no, it's old Americans. Older. Or how do you reach out to old Americans? I don't mm-hmm. know. How do you reach out to people who I don't know love the Constitution? And again, it, it's still not a... It, she never explains no. what the definition of democratic socialist is. A democratic socialist is just plain socialist the democratic part was added initially by vladimir lenin why because he was worried that calling his uh economics either socialist or communist would turn off the russian people which it would have 
So he thought they'd be more comfortable if you threw the word Democratic in there. Just go ahead and elect me. And then I'll be I'll be your ruler for life. It's, you know, it's great to believe, and I would guess we all do, that in this or any other country, there shouldn't be anybody who's poor. But there are, and there always will be. It's just a simple fact of life. Sometimes it's because events in their lives have knocked them flat. Sometimes things didn't go their way. Sometimes they just haven't put the work in. And they're content where they are. Or they're not content, but they're not willing to get out and do what they need to do. Well, socialism is what Jesus would have us do to take care of the poor. Um, No, just the opposite. Jesus wants us to choose to take care of the poor, not be forced to take care of the poor. God's plan is choice. Satan's plan was force. I'll force them all to do good. Taking away our, our ability to decide for ourselves. Socialism and communism are the economic outgrowths of Satan's plan. But also, socialism, as those of us who are adults know, it doesn't work. It, it never has, and it never will. It was national socialism that the world went to war to end in 1939. Socialism and its uglier brother, communism. It was that that killed so many people in the Soviet Union and communist China. Isn't it the least bit ironic that so many of these people, so many of these millennials who champion this horrific system, college students especially, they're the same people who are so very anti-war. Maybe you could crack open a history book at some point. And look up World War One, World War Two, the Korean War, the Vietnam War. Find out uh, what caused those wars. Was it the expansion of capitalism? No. No, it wasn't. And all of this is going on as we have a current real-time example of the death sentence that socialism is. Read an article last night about Venezuela. Do you know their inflation is expected? It's, it's already at 46,000%. 46,000%. It's expected to hit 1 million percent by the end of the year. <laughs> 1 million percent inflation. As the government continues to print money to cover their budget holes. Uh, and that's according to the International Monetary Fund, the IMF. Now, the head of the IMF, the Western Hemisphere Department, said this crisis in Venezuela is comparable to that of Germany in 1923, the Weimar Republic, or Zimbabwe in the late 2000s. And he forecasts the economy to shrink 18% in 2018, the third year, third third straight year of double-digit contraction. And their oil uh, production is dropping precipitously because... They're in such bad shape. I mean, this is an OPEC oil power. You really have to be bad to screw that up. You have to be so corrupt and so inept and so bad at what you're doing and so socialist that you can't support you can't support uh, the weight 
of the government. The IMF writes, uh, the collapse in economic activity, hyperinflation, and increasing deterioration in the provision of public goods, as well as shortages of food at subsidized prices, have resulted in large migration flows, which will lead to intensifying spillover effects on neighboring countries. Great. How stupid, how suicidal does a civilization have to be to ignore glaring examples like Venezuela, like Nazi Germany, like the Soviet Union, like communist China. And you just ignore it all and say, no, we're going to do it better. It's going to be better this time. This is going to be really good. There's too much income inequality. The only way to get the United States of America to commit to full-scale socialist suicide is to hammer us with class warfare until we just finally submit. Take it from the rich, give it to the poor. That's This class warfare is what they're singing all the time wealth redistribution where has it ever worked nowhere not ever but they keep trying to turn the poor against the wealthy and people who are successful they keep insisting that the wealthy don't deserve what they have that somehow it's everybody else who's entitled to what they've earned and so we need to take it from them and give it to somebody else that's that's not a righteous system. It's not a good system. It's not a working system. And again, it's a system that has failed every single time. What actually works is incentive, opportunity, free market. Billions of people have been saved by it. Prior to capitalism, she said it, wasn't, it's, it hasn't always been here. Well, of course it hasn't always been here. What, what happened before capitalism? The world was in darkness for 1,800 years. You might recognize the time as being referred to as the Dark Ages for a good reason. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is not offering anything new. She clearly hates Israel, as virtually all socialists do. And these are the same principles, the same exact principles pushed by Karl Marx and Friedrich Engels without the skanky gray beards. <laughs> it's Marxism with big, beautiful brown eyes. But Marxism with brown eyes is just as ugly and soul-destroying as Marxism by fat, dumpy, bearded white guys. We can't allow this 28-year-old girl who has no idea what she's talking about on anything to lead us back to the darkness that came before, social, before capitalism. Sometime we're going to have to stand up and say, okay, you don't know what you're talking about. And it's, it should really be somebody in her party. There should be people who are actual Democrats and not socialists or communists who are standing up and saying, whoa, this is a road way too far. You're dragging us way to the left. Stop. 888-900-3393. Let me tell you about realestateagentsitrust.com. This is where you can find a realtor that can sell your home really fast and for the most money. And that's so important, especially... 
if you need to turn around and, and buy a house and you're waiting, you're banking on the sale of your house and to get the most out of it so that you can buy the house that you want. It's usually the best, the biggest investment um, we make in our lives. So you need rock solid advice. So that's why Glenn and Tanya put together this network of over 1,200 agents across the country. And uh, they are qualified based on experience, their marketing plans, what kind of people are they, and what kind of results do they get. Plus, they're fans of the show, which gives you that in common with them. So if you want to sell your house fast and for the most money, go to realestateagentsitrust.com. We'll introduce you to the best agent in your area. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Pat Gray Unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. Unleashed. All right. Are the Democrats going to do anything to stand up to? Well, they didn't stand up to Bernie Social, uh, Bernie the Socialist, Bernie Sanders. They're not standing up to uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. So I guess I guess they're fine with uh, with being dragged far to the left. Just go as extreme as you possibly can. Uh, here's Ben Ray, Congressional uh, Congressman Ben Ray Luhan of the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee. Here's what he says about Cortez. Do you think that uh, the Democratic Socialist Party of America, do you think they'll have a place in the Democratic caucus? Well, when you see the work that Senator Sanders is doing and the work that Alexandria is doing, they're driving a conversation about how policies impact people that they're fighting to represent. Do you think that conversation helps you win back the House or does it hurt your efforts? Anytime we're having a conversation in the country that is about how you can make people's lives better, Mm -hmm. that's a positive conversation that we should have rather than Republicans being distracted with what this administration is doing. you know, inviting President Putin to the White House. The mm. president and House Republicans promised to invest in a strong infrastructure bill for the American people. They abandoned that. Where's that infrastructure package? So the more that we're talking about putting people first, I think that that's where we need to be. And I encourage that. Wow. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's where they need to be. They need to be socialist. I, it's... You know, to me, this is the film fulfillment of what Glenn was saying years ago, where they'll just come come out and start saying it. And that's what they're doing. They're just coming out and saying it. Yeah, I'm a socialist. Like she said, everybody wants to call me a socialist. I don't give a damn. Yeah, she doesn't care. There's, uh, there's nothing wrong with socialism. In fact, it's great because there's so much equality then. Yeah, everybody's equally poor. You're all doing equally crappy. Also, uh, in the trade war bailout, mm-hmm. Trump administration news, yeah. has just announced they plan to offer $12 billion in emergency aid for farmers hurt by the tariffs. Hurt by whose tariffs? Uh, the ones he opposed. Mm-hmm. So so when you attempt to good. Uh, screw around with the economy with your artificial increases of uh, mm-hmm. costs, then... Mm-hmm. Uh, then you get to um, use the government to fix a problem that the government created. And Ocasio-Cortez keeps saying that we're 
out of control on this hyper capitalism. Nothing could be further from the truth. We're, we're, we're barely even capitalist anymore. <laughs> the problems that we have in our society are because we've adopted so much socialism like this. Yeah. Oh, man. It's kind of a problem. But is anybody going to stand up and recognize it? I'm so sick and tired of hearing from the Democrat Party that Republicans are so extreme. All they do is nominate extremist judges. You, You have the audacity to call anybody on the right extreme? When you guys are totally and completely embracing socialism? Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. 888-933-93. And speaking of how crazy extreme they are, um, listen to what Rachel Maddow said about her new theory on Donald Trump. It's worse than she thought. Now, she thought he was a pretty bad guy, pretty stupid Uh, His policies are pretty awful, but that didn't go far enough. The way that he um, responded to Putin when we saw him face to face, and then the fact that he took under consideration all of these demands from Russia, including handing over Americans to Russia for interrogation, um, that just, you know, it makes the worst case scenario really palpable. The worst case scenario that the president is a foreign agent uh, (laughs) suddenly feels very palpable. The more that I talk to intelligence professionals and people who brought espionage cases and all this kind of stuff, people who've really dealt with spy movie scenarios in real life, the more you hear that the sort of the behavior of a compromised person, Mm -hmm. a person who is effectively coerced because of something that a foreign leader, a foreign government, foreign intelligence service has over them, um, the more subtle the signs can be. It may not be totally transactional. It may not be We've got this thing about you that we're going to expose unless you do our bidding. And so, therefore, hand us this secret. It may not always be transactional. It may be that there is just a fear factor. I just, I. (laughs) They went out of their minds if ever we insinuated uh, uh, Barack Obama's otherness. Like, (laughs) he's not American in some way because he grew up. On foreign soil, in in large part, he grew up in Indonesia for much of his uh, childhood. He grew up in Hawaii for the rest of it. And so he didn't really even have the mainland experience. And he was raised by Marxist By Marxists and communists. And so there was something wrong there. But wow, if you ever insinuated anything, you were the kookiest of the kooks. But now everything's fine, I guess, to insinuate or not insinuate, to emphatically state that he could be, this president could be a Russian agent. A foreign agent. Uh, okay. All right. Hmm? Uh, if, wow. 888-933-93. Um, let me give you a really frightening scenario. You get a threatening letter from some bank you don't recognize, that you don't do business with. And they tell you they're foreclosing on your home because you've made zero payments on your $100,000 equity loan. Yeah, you never took out an equity loan, but somebody did that for you uh, without your knowledge. They showed me just how easy this is to do. Just to demonstrate, um, they showed me how quickly my deed, my home deed could be taken from me. Yeah, that was fascinating. So they take out a Texas quit claim deed, copy it over. 
put down the information that they find online, readily available, so easy, easy to get easy. online. Just trace over my signature so it looks exactly like... I'm looking at it right now. It looks exactly like my signature. My goodness. I try to make it messy on purpose so it couldn't be forged. Mm-hmm. Ah, no, it is. And now they can take out a $100,000 loan against my property. <laughs> I mean, it's just that easy and there's almost nothing you can do once it happens. So... Because these home titles and mortgages are stored online, thieves and foreign and domestic have easy access to them. Put a barrier between your mortgage and the thieves. Do what I did. Sign up for Home Title Lock. For pennies a day, they'll put a barrier around your home's mortgage. HomeTitleLock.com. Go there right now. HomeTitleLock.com. Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. There's a chasm. A chasm in our government. I shout it out across that chasm. I'm Israel Achenmuchbach. I'm sorry. Bless you. Remember that from uh, John Kerry? I do. (laughs) Uh, There's a chasm, even a chasm on the view about democratic socialism today. Skanky gray-bearded socialism, as you referred to it earlier? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's really no other kind. Right. And Twitter is enjoying that phrase, by the way, skanky, gray-bearded socialism. Let's make sure that trends. <laughs> Happy to help. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, Whoopi Goldberg starts asking about socialism, and she talks about her problem uh, with with some of the leaders of the party. I, I'm a little concerned about that because I, this Good. was my problem with Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm. If you're a socialist, mm-hmm. tell me that. Mm-hmm. Don't say that you're a Democrat because you clearly don't. We don't have the same uh, ideas of what should be happening. If you, well, except you do now. That's the problem. If if the Democrat platform was far different from the socialist platform, then yeah, you could say that. Yeah, we don't have the same values. And you could tell people like Bernie Sanders and Alexandria Cortez. Okay, this isn't the party for you. We don't. We don't want you in this party because uh, you don't have you, you don't have democratic principles. But sadly, they do now. You're a Democrat, I, so I I wonder uh, if this is now a splinter group. Um, if anybody's discussed the difference between socialism and democratic. Uh, so, well, so, I think it was, I don't know. Isn't it more well, like, isn't democratic socialism very close to liberalism? I mean, no. no. I mean, well, think about it for a second. Medicare, Social Security, uh, well, garbage collection, the post office, the library. I agree with you. That's all democratic We have her on the show, and I asked her this question about what do you mean by being a democratic socialist? And she went over her platform. She says Medicare for all. Good. Uh, fully funded public schools good, and universities. Good. Love it. Paid family and sick leave. <laughs> good. Justice yeah, system reform. Socialist justice, joy. infrastructural overhaul, clean campaign finance, an economy of peace, housing as a human right. Well, I don't know. It's a really well, successful well, country. I, <laughs> housing as a human right. Okay, we're going to build places to live for every, every single American? Uh, okay. Huh. You know, that was in the Soviet Union's uh, charter. That was in their constitution. 
How'd that work out? It was in communist China's constitution. Did that go well for them? <laughs> you're going to guarantee housing. You're going to guarantee free education. You're going to guarantee all health care paid for. Uh, and and who's, I'm sorry, who's going to pay for this again? Are we still going to be the richest country in the world at that point? Uh, you talk about unfunded liabilities right now. And we haven't even gone this far into, into socialist territory. Our un, you know, yes, we have a debt of $20 trillion. Our unfunded liabilities, things that we're committed to over the, you know, like Medicare, Medicaid, I mean, Medicaid and Social Security and other commitments, it's $125 trillion. Is that a lot? Uh, it's more than $124 trillion. I mean, still. So, <laughs> I, at one never, time it was considered a lot. We're never going to pay off these debts. Well, you can't. It's impossible. To our own commitments here domestically. It's impossible. You know, what we could do is have runaway inflation and then just give them worthless paper money and say, here, China, we're paying off our debt. Here you go. I kind of like we, that. We just printed up a whole bunch of money. I think they're going to be a little bit pissed, though. I'm going to write this down. That mm-hmm. is actually a good plan. Just print it up and give it to them here. But how long until you think like other countries will catch on to that? Yeah, it's... Uh, Yesterday. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with that? It makes my head explode, which, by the way, I hope Democrats do run a Democratic Socialist. You hope that just, we win? Do you win uh, the Democrats? No, because I think yeah, you'll yeah, lose yeah, spectacularly, yeah. and then I will look forward to election night when I finally get to tell everybody I told you so if you end up running a radical. Problem with socialism, in the words of Margaret Thatcher, at a certain point you run out of spending other people's money. Venezuela, one of the richest countries in the world in the 70s. Now, the average Venezuelan has lost 24 pounds because they're starving to death. 90% of I the country like is Scandinavia. I think she's talking more about Scandinavia than Venezuela. I, but I'm sorry. I need. This is what I need from her. Name one country that socialism has ever worked, and also every Sweden. every democratic socialist <laughs> who is going on TV um, saying Copenhagen that it's good is not a country. Ninety percent in taxes Iceland. on your tax form. Iceland. On your tax form. Okay. On your tax form. I think you should start paying the amount of taxes that every socialist in this country thinks you need to. Because if you think the government is so good. Mm-hmm. At spending okay. money, look at the VA. Oh, no, no what about it is dangerous. I just told dangerous. you several countries that do it. She just named several countries that they always name that really are not successful at socialism. Like Copenhagen? Like Copenhagen. Oh, please, <laughs> yeah. The nation of Copenhagen. Right. And the country of Africa. Mm-hmm. And everywhere like such as. Like such as. Uh, apparently, Joy doesn't have maps. Huh. Because she oh. go to Sweden and live there. Really? If, if that's your socialist paradise, go live there. See if you have the same quality of life that you did in the United States of America. You're going to have a rude awakening. These Scandinavian countries, everybody always points to, A, up until very recently, completely homogenized, have th- the same everything everybody's the same there. So it's a little bit easier. And when you're only talking about 5 million people, that makes it easier still. But now, because they've got this influx of diversity, uh, things are starting to fall apart. Now they've got to pay for other people who have come in. And they've offered free education to them too. So now everybody gets free education. Um, And even before all of this, they live, the average living space in uh, Finland is like 850 square feet. You know what it is in the United States of America? 2,500. 
We live a different lifestyle than the Scandinavians do. Are they happy with it? I guess. <laughs> you know, they're, I, I guess they don't mind paying 60% of their income so that somebody can go to college for free that they've never met. But it certainly hampers their quality of life. Go live there then, Joy, and see if you can find Joy in uh, in Scandinavia. That'd be great. God bless you all. Can I, I, hate that. God, I know you hate the bell. Then everybody stop talking over each okay. other. And I won't hit the bell. The population of three hundred thousand people. <laughs> in any way, can can, in no hand? way can be related in any way comparably to the United States of America. Okay. I'm sorry. Right. If you right. think it's good? Then you need to be paying the amount of taxes. Yeah, I can't take it anymore. But wow, uh, they've the Democrats have a real problem. They they have a real problem, and the problem is people like Joy Behar who don't understand the people like Alexandria Cortez who doesn't understand Alexandria Cortez. What is her life experience? She's barely out of college. She's barely out on her own. Wasn't she just recently living with her parents? She might even still live with her parents. And she tried to shop that whole sob story of traveling 40 minutes to school from her home in the Bronx to Yorktown Heights. And that's where she gained a lot of life lessons on that 40 minute. Then it turned out, oh oh, golly, no, she didn't uh, have that 40 minute commute because she lived in Yorktown Heights, not the Uh Bronx. Yeah, so... Uh, that was quickly swept away. Uh, and I, I love how she just makes facts and figures up. It, it, for anything that doesn't fit her little life view, uh, she just changes the facts of it. Like the low unemployment rate. Well, that's because everybody has two jobs. Well, no, it's not. 5% of us have two jobs. And two jobs, that's not even a factor in figuring the unemployment rate. Hey, can you mix in the word pumpkin and pudding, please? Yeah, I'll do what I can. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Uh, but it's just, it's so aggravating that, of course, you know, you want to talk down to her because she's dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. So many kids are looking at her thinking, oh, wow, she's beautiful and she's fresh and, and excited and she seems like she knows what she's talking about. And I'm going to follow her down that socialist path. And you've already got them being indoctrinated and propagandized in school their whole lives. So it's really not that hard to finish the job with a person like Alexandria Cortez. Well, good luck. I mean, if and when this ever happens, when they finally get this thing done, uh, it will be the death of us. It will be the death of this country. 888-933-93. Or it might be Eric Holder, because he is making noise that he might run for uh, president of the United States in 2020. He's going to decide early next year. Mm. Oh, that's one we've just been holding our breath for. Clamoring. Oh, if only Eric Holder could run for office. Wouldn't that be Are wonderful? Are you seriously considering throwing your hat into the ring for 2020? Yeah, I'm thinking about it. And what I've said is that uh, I'd make a determination sometime early next year. But okay. my focus really mm-hmm. now is on 2018, the midterms, uh-huh. uh, and trying to make sure, yeah, trying to make sure that yeah. Democrats take back the Senate, take back the House, mm-hmm. and that we do well 
importantly at the um, at the state level, so that we mm. we're going to be picking half the people right now who will be doing redistricting in 2021. And we have a real problem in this country with regard to partisan gerrymandering. Uh -huh. And so I want to make sure that we elect as many people at the governor level, right. at the state so. legislative level, so that when 2021 uh -huh. comes, uh, we have a fair redistricting process. <laughs> I love that. So we have a real problem with partisan redistricting. So what we're trying to do is elect key people so that we can do the partisan, partisan redistricting instead of them. <laughs> Either redistricting like this in a partisan way is uh, it, it's wrong or it's not. Which is it? it? It's only wrong when Republicans do it. It's super right when Democrats do it. So, what we've learned in this hour mm -hmm. about the Democrat plan mm -hmm. is that um, we can't uh, we can't be completely honest about uh, what we want to do because then no one will elect us. And so, the other part of that is we'll just change the districts to um, uh, manipulate uh, the outcomes of these uh, races. Exactly. I mean, that's where we're at. It's exactly where we are. Neat. Uh, it's. It's a frightening territory. I really, I really hate this. I really hate what's happening here. And I, just a few years ago, I couldn't have imagined that there will be uh, outright socialists who are saying they're socialists, running in the Democrat Party, and actually winning elections. Actually popular. I mean, Bernie Sanders is a hero to the millennial generation for some reason. I don't get that. It's like a thousand years old. He's not hip. He's not cool. He doesn't speak well. Uh, he's white. He's white. I mean, come on. You can't be electing <laughs> white people. Come on. And, but, and yet, they love him. They absolutely love him. Why? Because he's promising them free stuff, just like Alexandria Cortez is doing. 888 900 More Pat Gray Unleashed is inevitable. Inevitable, right? Meantime, Jeffy, uh, Jeffy joins us. Hi, Jeffy. So I'll just Maybe we could turn on his mic. So I was just walking by, and uh, I wanted to, you know, remind everybody that you know, chewing the fat's coming up. Mm. Okay. On, uh, you know, like forty-five minutes. Uh, so oh, it was yeah. an important I mean, reminder. Thank you. Thank you. I was just, yeah. you know, just passing by. As long as I'm timely. Here. <laughs> sure. As long as, as well. I'm here. As long as uh, you're here. Now let's talk about something that we all uh, we all suffer from from time to time, and that's dirty ears. Mm. I, look, I know you laugh, but it's uncomfortable. They itch. It's painful. They get all plugged up. You can't you can't hear anything. A lot of people use cotton swabs, candling from the drugstores. Oh, I love doing the candles. Those, yeah. No, they don't really work. No? Well. No. Oh. But uh, now you can get the real solution for stubborn earwax, and that's the Wax RX Earwash System. Comes in a box just like this. Beauteous, isn't it? The Wax RX System is the method physicians uh, trust the most, and it's just like the system they use in their offices. Comes with everything you need to safely clean out your earwax and condition your ears conveniently at home. Or less than the cost of a doctor's visit. Oh. Go to usewaxrx.com and order your reusable earwash system today. Use the offer code radio. This comes right to your house for free. Usewaxrx.com, offer code radio. Usewaxrx.com, USE, waxrx.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network.
and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. From Brent Out of Shape. When I hear the word democratic describing socialism, I think of that bastion of freedom and economic opportunity, the Democratic People's Republic of Korea. <laughs> the good old DPRK. Mm. Nothing more free and democratic than that. Mm-hmm. I think you're free to pick which wall in your house you hang Dear Leader's portrait on. I think that's the I'm choice. I'm not sure you if get. they let you pick that. Mm. Well, <laughs> you have to have a wall out. first. So, uh, from struggling Lumbi, I'd like to make a request for Pat to use his Manawa Niarawa accent whenever saying Ocasio Cortez. <laughs> I think you're doing that. Mm, trying. <laughs> uh, David Minch, Pat Ocasio Ocasio Cortez. Thank you. Should get together with the millennial uh, Glenn is having on tonight. <laughs> There's not enough avocado toast or Aussie-I, Aussie-A. What is no, that? It's, it's the uh, Aussie-A berry, right? I think. Yeah, I think mm. that's what it is. To go around much. in the Hamptons. Aussie. Mm. Thanks, Chance. I won't Appreciate tell the it. audience why you know that. <laughs> Did you hear him talking about her? The the millennial who whose parents pay for her $4,000 yes. rent in New York. Pathetic. But she's struggling so right. hard because she's only making $25 an hour. She doesn't have to pay for yeah. anything except for food. Well, she doesn't have time enough to go out on the boat of her friend's dad. Well, and every weekend she goes to the Hamptons. Right. Can you imagine how hard that is? Because sometimes the traffic's really bad on the way up there. That's true. That's true. I used to hate holiday weekends because I wasn't going to the Hamptons, but I was going to Connecticut. And there was a lot of people on their way to the Hamptons when I was on my way home to Connecticut, mm-hmm. and it would take me three hours to get home. Oh, I miss those days. Miss them. Yeah, those were good times. Good. Actually, they were. I look back on them fondly now. What? Yeah, I do. The Northeast? Mm-hmm. I can't look at you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Denny from North Carolina. Pat, it sounds like Rachel Maddow must have moved to Colorado because she smoked herself into an Alex Jones prototype. <laughs> Why? Just because she <laughs> believes Trump might be a foreign agent? Hmm. All right. Listen. Uh, <laughs> Snarky McSnarkface says, I noticed you just ignored the obvious solution. Huh. We just round up all of those pesky capitalist people. Put them in camps where they can't influence anybody. Problem solved. Oh, you put me in a camp, man. I am I am going full-throated capitalist in there. Well, yeah, but camp is fun. You camp get to canoe. Fun. You get to... Sometimes you can play Frisbee. What if it's a band camp? Or it could be band camp. Mm-hmm. That would be fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't play it. Well, I can play the egg shaker. That's about all I got. You do that well, though. Oh, yeah, you. Do you. That well. It's a Thanks, pretty God. impressive egg yeah. shaker. But seriously, how close are we to this? Because there is some serious hysteria going on out there, and it's getting more and more frightening every day. It's absolutely nuts. I've nothing past anyone anymore. Yeah, it's nuts. Uh, Meanwhile, Trump is, President Trump is looking to revoke the security clearances, and the left is going crazy over this, too. They're they're looking to revoke the security clearances of several top Obama-era intelligence and law enforcement officials. Um... Sarah Huckabee Sanders actually confirmed that yesterday because uh, some of them have politicized or monetized their public service. Now, they're talking about John Brennan, perhaps, and James Comey. He said he already lost his security clearance. Deputy FBI Director Andrew McCabe, uh, James Clapper, former National Security Advisor Susan Rice, and Michael Hayden. Now, my question is, why do they need security clearance now? They're they're out of government. Good point. What do you need it for? Seriously. 
I don't I don't want you to have security clearance now. What are you going to do with it? Right, your public service is over. Now you're a right. private citizen. So why that? It's a great hmm. point. Oh, them are our most kept secrets now. They're out of the government. Wow. Why shouldn't he revoke their clearance? Get get a move on and get into the rest of your life and don't worry about it. Okay? Leave that to us. Literally, on January 20th of uh, Inauguration Day, there should be a button and you push it and it revokes everybody's clearance that was in the last administration. That's what I think. Seriously. Come on. And I don't care, you know, Republicans or Democrats. If you're, if you're out of office yes. now... Why do you need to have security clearance? I thought this, I mean, I'm sorry for assuming that that was always the case. Wow. It's ridiculous. Uh, Meanwhile, Paul Ryan says that President Trump is trolling people, uh, removing security clearances. Okay. I'm sorry. No. Oh, man. I am not going to be sad to see him go. Paul Ryan. Paul Ryan had Mm -hmm. such promise when he first got into office. He was a Tea Party guy. Do you remember that? He was he was really conservative in the beginning. Hmm. And that lasted about, I don't know, 25 minutes, I think. Really? You're giving yeah. him 25 minutes? Uh, well, maybe more like 23. Yeah, I just kind of rounded up. Yeah, don't do that. That's exaggerating. But he told reporters yesterday or today, this morning, uh, that President Trump appears to be trolling people after the White House suggested that the president was exploring the idea of pulling the security clearances of some former intelligence chiefs. I think he's trolling people, honestly. This is something that's in the purview of the executive branch. I think some of these people have lost their security clearances. Some people keep their clearance. That's something the executive branch deals with. That's not really in our purview. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. So hang on. Because I just, don't care what the motivation is. Mm-hmm. And just He just admitted it's in the pur- purview of the uh, executive branch. Right. All right, so we're good. Thanks. Done. Yeah. <laughs> so... Why did you have to go with the trolling thing? I don't. I, I think that I, kind I of a never douche. even thought of that. That is a, a good <clears throat> thing. Get when you're not in office anymore. Bye bye. Thank you. I mean, then you don't have the Sandy Burglar I was situation. Just thinking that. Yes. Right. <laughs> so Sandy Burglar can't go into the archives and stuff him in his underwear. Which I mean, that's what that's like your default folder when you forget to carry in the Manila. Uh, folder or envelope to come out mm-hmm. with. You're like, well, gee, I don't have any pockets that can hold these what am I gonna documents. Do? I know. I'll stick them in my underpants. That's just where, what you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and what was going on there? He got off. That guy got off scot-free for based on what he did, mm-hmm. which is why I think mm-hmm. there was something wrong as far as George W. Bush was concerned, too. Maybe there was something he didn't want people to know. Something Clinton didn't want people to know. And so everybody kind of just looked the other way with Sandy. Hey, thanks for doing that. I don't know, because he really got no... What did he have? He had his security clearance taken away for three years. Wait, was Bush trolling him? (laughs) Is that that how that happened? Yes. For three years? Yeah, three years. You don't remember that? Just just the three. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That was his big punishment. He had his security clearance revoked for three years. We have officials that do not take seriously that important task of protecting our secrets. No question about it. Right, right to the Secretary of State with Hillary Clinton and her fake little little server in a bathroom closet in Colorado. I just, I just, it's, it's amazing. She looks great in the are, house coat, though. Oh, right? She was fabulous in that muumuu she wore the other day. That was 
I mean, look. Loved it. The mics are off. Uh-huh. Can I just, between you and me? Uh-huh. She looked good. Yeah, she's she, hot. Like, I don't want to say that on the air, but. H-O-T hot. Right? 888 More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here. On the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and at Pat Unleashed. <clears throat> really, a sad story that happened in Odessa, Texas, a place of uh, just inherent racism. Wow, bigoted, nasty people. You know, because they're in Texas. They're in the middle part of Texas. In fact, it might even be considered sort of West Texas reprehensible human beings went to saltgrass steakhouse and they had a uh they had a waiter who was serving them their food and i i don't know that he did anything wrong during the service seems like everything went fine with the dinner and at the end of uh the meal khalil who is the waiter um, finds the check left on on the table. $108 bill. Mm. He was given zero tip. And then at the top of the receipt was written the words, we don't tip terrorists. Not terrorists. Mm-hmm. We don't tip terrorists. Well, you can imagine his heartache at that yeah. particular point. That's wrong, man. You can imagine how hurtful that was to Khalil Cavill, 20 years old, a waiter at uh, Saltgrass in Odessa, Texas. So he went to his boss, told the boss about it, posted the image on Facebook, showed the $108 bill with uh, zero on the tip line, and we don't tip terrorists written in ink at the top. (laughs) Cavill is... Part African-American, part Caucasian. Now, I would assume since his name is Khalil and they mentioned terrorism, mm-hmm. they thought he was Muslim, right? Wow, what a leap. So that's not race because what race is Muslim? The human race. The human race. Yes. Uh, so he said, Khalil said, I share this because... <laughs> I want people to understand that this racism and this hatred still exists. Although this is nothing new, it is still something that will test your faith. Wow. Wow. That's bold. It's brave. Thank you for sharing, Khalil. Now, I saw this last week and I thought, I'm going to wait a few days on this because I know that didn't really happen. I'm going to wait. Your spider senses. I will bet you. Oh, my spider senses were tingling instantly. <laughs> yes. 
I will bet you $1,000 that within the next week, we hear a retraction of this. <laughs> and he says, yeah, that didn't happen. I, I made it up. So what did we hear yesterday? Yeah, it didn't happen. I made it up. Hmm. Khalil wrote it himself. No, no. Ah. So now what do you think when you say, I share this because I want people to understand that this racism and this hatred still exists? What you want it, it actually doesn't, at least it certainly didn't in this case, but you want people to think it still does. So you took a, the initiative to create a problem that didn't exist. I mean, what is the matter with you? Divide, divide, divide. Things aren't bad enough. We have to make stuff up like this and go through this. This went all over the world. Of course it did. People were sending him money from all over the world. Hey, I feel really bad. Here's 10 bucks. Hey, this is, that's really awful. Here's 20 bucks. I'll tip you. Here's $30. Uh, what a fraud. Are you giving back all of that money? He said uh, at the time, it's not It's not about the money. It's not about the tip. It, it's about shedding a light on an issue I feel very passionate about. <laughs> kind of fake, phony. You know, and all the left in the media were going crazy over this. And racists in Texas, of course, this fits right in with their narrative. Except I can't think of a time this has ever been real. I, I was trying to remember that today, uh, this morning driving in. Can I, is there, uh, is there a time, and maybe somebody can call us at 888 if you remember a time. Uh, I remember plenty of hoaxes along this line, but does anybody remember an actual time where this really happened? I don't think this happens. You're talking about leaving a racist type note yeah. on, on a receipt? Uh, yeah. Okay. Like, remember the lesbian? I, I don't. We don't tip lesbians or whatever. Um, you should be dis, dis, you should be ashamed of yourself, or you know they wrote that at the top Wait, of a lesbian's and when, uh, yeah. receipt. And when you just started to say that, I was thinking, wasn't it a Sam's Club or a Costco where? Um, oh gosh, a lesbian wanted a cake or something, and uh, yeah, and they wrote something on it. Yeah, right. Let's see, but it was all made up. It was her it was who got up. the cake or something. Yes. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yes, what was that's that? right. What was that? In every case I know about, it's it's been faked. Oh, she went home. That's right. She went home and changed it. <clears throat> she went home and changed the decoration. Oh, yeah. and said, "Oh, look what they put on my cake." Right. And she was. That's what it was. I I, I guess this is just a <sighs> sad, pathetic plea for attention, or maybe you just like the division in this country and you want to keep it going. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what it is, but Sick. progressives need to wake up because no one ever does this. <laughs> this just doesn't happen. People who are so despicable that they would write, uh, I don't tip terrorists on the top of their receipt. <laughs> they don't go to Saltgrass Steakhouse because no one would ever go with them. They're such despicable human beings. Nobody eats dinner with them. They eat alone. Ugh, I mean... This is just agonizing that people keep doing this. I, What is the motivation? Well, he says he doesn't know. I don't know why I did it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. <laughs> and I love it. He has the whole description of when I saw it, my heart just dropped. I didn't know what to say or what to think in the moment. <laughs> but there's but there's that hurt. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right.
Uh, you know what? I think people like this should uh, be charged with something. I, I don't know what. They should be charged with fraud. They, I mean, this creates... It's almost like inciting a riot. Yeah. Because you actually could. And you're making the situation in this nation worse. I don't know what you can charge them with, but certainly something should happen. Now, the guy did get fired. First of all, the manager, uh, the CEO of Saltgrass Steakhouse, which is a big chain in Texas and I, I think a few other states. So if, if you're in the north, you probably don't know, not aware of Saltgrass. Um, but it's kind of like Lone Star Steakhouse, mm-hmm. if you have that. Anyway, the CEO of Saltgrass called this, called this customer and said, you're banned. I don't ever want to see you in any restaurants, wow. any Saltgrass restaurants ever again. How pissed would you be when you're saying... I? What? Why? Because you wrote, uh, we don't tip terrorists on the receipt. Uh, no, I didn't. Yeah, well, we saw it. We have the proof right here. Oh, okay. And then they called him back. said, yeah, uh, sorry. Um, we'd like to invite you in for a free meal. <laughs> nope. I'm not sure I'd go. Uh, no. I'd be too pissed. Oh, I. Oh, boy. Oh, urgh. see, this is what happens. What did I just say? Divide, divide, divide. It's mm-hmm. not as simple as mm-hmm. as uh, a lie that right. is somehow scoped down and only going to affect you and this. No, it's much it, worse. It, yeah, it just spreads out because it's gone worldwide. Uh-huh. People will never hear the retraction or the update, I should say. Right. Meanwhile, uh, congratulations to the restaurant for, for looking like uh, complete jerks. Right. I mean, this thing has ramifications, and the the bottom line is... We're just further and further divided today more than we were yesterday. It's just terrible. Yeah. And remember the 18-year-old, um, this was last year, I think, 18-year-old Muslim woman uh, claimed on the New York subway that three Trump supporters came up and yelled Trump in her face and told her to go back to her terrorist nation or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and so and so they were actually looking for these three white guys with uh, Trump t-shirts and, and Make America Great Again caps. They couldn't find them. They couldn't find anybody to corroborate her story. And it turned out three or four days later, she made it up. She made it up. Hmm. Why? Why do you keep doing this stuff? And see, it's more dangerous today because we have this far-reaching, instantaneous social media. Mm -hmm. Whereas back in the day, it would be Al Sharpton... You know, just lying about a bunch of cops. It might run the footage on uh, on the, the national news. And then we find out later that Tawana Brawley was a liar. But, but yeah, it'd be a to... lot more contained. Yes, exactly. And so today, anybody <clears throat> can start a major controversy with their lies. He was getting, he was getting money and well wishes from Scotland. <laughs> I mean, people talking about the racist Texans and how we feel for you. And that wouldn't happen to you here. I mean, it really does damage. Yeah. It really does damage. And yeah, he lost his job, but uh, I don't know. There's, there should be more there. Uh, like, maybe he should go to prison for the rest of his life. That doesn't seem harsh enough. No? Okay, death penalty? Um, I want, maybe there's we poke some him, agony first. We torture him. Yeah. We poke him with pickle forks. Huh. And, uh, and then we put him in cold storage. For or fifty years, just the fifty, just fifty, yeah. And then, and then after, if he survives that, if of course he's got to survive, then we poke him again it's with not, pickle forks. It's not 
cruel. And then we put him into hot storage. Wait, well, <laughs> that would kind of just to give them both. Yeah, sure. Both extremes. Let's think I don't on know. this. We'll work yeah, on we're it. We're going to think on this. We'll work on the punishment. He needs something. It, you know, we need something. He definitely needs community service. He definitely needs a... That would be a great Needs sentence. a mental evaluation. Oh, that'd be great. He needs a lot of something. That's for sure. He should do the customer's lawn work for the next year, for one thing. Well, but... Every week for a year. But they don't, they don't, they don't like terrorists. <laughs> so they're certainly not going to let him close to their house. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pack Gray Unleashed uh, coming up. Let me tell you about Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition. Great stuff. Um, it took a long time for me to finally try this because I just I I don't like vegetables and just the sound of you know a vegetable product. Even though you're not eating the vegetables, it's a it's powder form, and every scoop gives you a full serving of organic fruits and vegetables. And then when you dump it in eight ounces of water, it makes it taste like Kool Aid. It sweetens the drink. So you can put it into water, you can put it in a smoothie or a shake, and it's that easy. It tastes great. It sweetens it for you. And you get that full serving of organic fruits and vegetables, pre and probiotic, that boosts your immune system, has antioxidant power, and it's not an extract. They didn't just extract this from some kind of food. It's actual real food. So you're actually getting kale. You're actually getting the quinoa and the... All the green vegetables. Without a tasting like all of those right. green vegetables. They're so nasty. So nasty. Uh, go to BrickHousePat.com. Try Field of Greens today and get 10% off a month supply when you use the offer code PAT. P-A-T, just the one T. Wait, how do you spell that again? P-A-T. That is an alternative way of spelling PAT, yeah. is it not? A lot of people use a silent Q at the beginning, but I, I don't. Okay. Uh, BrickHousePat.com. That's BrickHousePat.com. <laughs> You are listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Radio Network. 888-900-3393. And at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, just two muck and fudge. So seven minutes to triggered Pat. Not bad. Oh, that was your start today before you got all uh, unleashed. Oh, so this was from an hour ago? Yeah, it's from an hour ago. Okay. Sorry, we're slow. Uh, David Lintz, housing as a human right is what will lead to the abolition of private property. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's what Ocasio-Cortez is, is yeah. advocating. Piltdown Squad, love the name. Piltdown. Piltdown squad. <laughs> You'd think progressives would have a resentment against the colonial conquistador Cortez family. <laughs> That's a thinking man's tweet right there. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, Rob Eldridge says, Pat, if you ever have to worry about Jeffy stealing any secrets, who gets to search his underwear? Oh, no, Ooh. like Sandy Berger. Ooh. Oh, no. no. We got to think this If that thing ever through. happens, we just, we've lost whatever secrets. Yeah, keep your secrets, man. We're good. <laughs> it ain't worth it. Whatever goes in there stays in there until he takes it out. I'm not. No, thank you. Uh, <laughs> the imagery. Hope you guys aren't eating lunch. Uh, we also had a story about the you know the trade war, which has another unintended consequence, which is now the farmers are doing so badly that Trump has just pledged them twelve billion dollars. I mean, it's mm. government isn't the solution to a government made problem. It's called getting rid of the problem, not trying to solve it. 
Oh, madness. So we have that, and we have the fact that meat is piling up in U.S. cold storage warehouses. Mm. Fueled by a surge in supplies and trade disputes that are eroding demand. Well, because we got this war with China and Europe, and they're saying, okay, well, we're not going to take your meat then. Federal data coming uh, coming this week is expected to show a record level of beef, pork, poultry, and turkey being stockpiled in U.S. facilities, rising above 2.5 billion pounds. Wow. U.S. Consumer, consumers' appetite for meat is growing, but not fast enough to keep up with record production of hogs and chickens. That leaves the U.S. meat industry increasingly reliant on exports. But Mexico and China, among the largest foreign buyers of U.S. meat, have both set tariffs on U.S. pork products in response to U.S. tariffs on steel, aluminum, and other goods. U.S. ham, chops, livers have become sharply more expensive in those markets, which is starting to slow sales, uh, according to the industry officials. Ah, this is what happens in a trade war. Now you're going to have a bunch of rotting meat. Yeah. The meat industry's growing production already is filling the specialized warehouses built to store meat and other goods. We're packed full, according to Joe Rumsey, president of Arkansas-based Zero Mountain Inc., uh, the company's five storage facilities serve as way stations for turkeys and chicken strips. You know, you don't think about all this stuff that, <laughs> that happens in the supply chain. But there's a lot of stuff that goes on to get these products to the stores. And so when you have buyers that are saying, nah, we don't want as much now because it's not selling as well here because it's a lot more expensive... That throws a monkey wrench into the whole stinking system. I tell you, I mean, this is whoo, too much winning happening right now with these tariffs and these uh, bailouts mm. for farmers and uh, mm-hmm. just. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I think I think one would be wise when they're in the Oval Office to think about Calvin Coolidge and taking your hands off of the economy instead of trying to micromanage it, because all you're doing is compounding the problem. And here we are. Calvin Coolidge was one of a kind. Yep. They just, they don't make him like him anymore. The guy was so amazing. He was uh, so opposed to doing anything that wasn't constitutional. And so opposed to taking any kind of power that, that would have added to the already powerful position. Uh, He just didn't do any of that. He really believed in the free market system. He really believed in the Constitution. And he lived it. He lived it. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the title of, of the guy he met with uh, every week for hours on end. Um, like the comptroller, basically, whatever, of the federal government. And they would sit there and go through the budget line by line and just mark stuff out. So if you So much so. Yeah. That they got down to mailbags. That's what I was going to say. If you need like an anecdote, if someone mm-hmm. says, you know, oh, what did he do to cut the government? You can say, well, he was so precise in eliminating the waste on the federal level that it got down to, we're going with uh, canvas bags for the uh, mailmen that are uh, going the routes. Because it was instead cheaper. Of, instead of the blue striped ones. So that's what we're doing. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty amazing. Love it. Pretty amazing. And that's the same guy. Well, he was vice president at the time. But when Warren Harding was president and Coolidge was his vice president and they went into the depression of 1920 uh they actually cut spending in half 
in half. It's true. And then the next year, they cut it in half again. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and unemployment during that time went from 11.2% to 2.7%. Roaring uh, 20s. And, and the roaring 20s were on. I mean, it, it's amazing. Uh, you know, they used to sing on all, all in the Family, Mr. We Could Use a Man Like Herbert Hoover Again. No, we could use a man like Calvin Coolidge again. Or Warren Harding again. Mm-hmm. And Harding uh, or Coolidge could have easily won another term, just wouldn't run for one. In fact, he didn't <laughs> even have to campaign for his first election You know, mm-hmm. after he would have been president for two years. But I saw a quote the other day about him that he said, no man needs to be in that office for 10 years or something like that, which it would have been if he had been elected again. Right. Um, little did he know. Because he died like right as FDR was starting his presidency. Yeah, the, maybe before he got sworn in. Like the guy, the not the next guy, uh, but the guy after or Hoover. Yeah, so twelve years. Yeah, and it would have been at least sixteen if FDR had lived. Oh jeez. <laughs> and what? No, no. Coolidge's last words, something along the lines of, "I am no longer fit for these times." Uh, really? So yeah, something like huh. that. Like, like, like he just was. He saw the era of big government. Just coming as a blue wave on America. He saw what was FDR was bringing uh, after. Did he foresee Beto, Beto Aurora? Probably. Probably. Blue wave. The blue wave sweeping Texas. Blue wave. Maybe he foresaw that. Maybe he was the very first. <sighs> I don't know. <sighs> Another great president of our time, uh, Ronald Reagan, being attacked by uh, this despicable Rob Robert uh, Jeffers, who is supposedly a reverend. And he has excused all of Donald Trump's past behavior, which is fine, whatever. I mean, that's ancient history now. But he's done it by calling President Reagan a known womanizer. What? And arguing that voters knew they weren't supporting an altar boy. Ronald Reagan, a known womanizer? I'd like to hear from one person who ever knew that Ronald Reagan was a womanizer. Never heard it. Not ever. Not once. Uh, it's provoked a backlash on Twitter from media and others who found the remarks from the pastor uh, downright shocking. And his claim that none of us has a perfect past and that we voted for him because of his policies. I mean, none of us have a perfect past. That's obviously true. But why do you have to why do you have to cast dispersions on Ronald Reagan to try to prop up Donald Trump? I mean, that, this guy doesn't make any sense at all. And that's that's what socialists Despicable. do to America. Yeah. Instead of lifting up the rest of the world, they try to drag us down. But right. uh, there is a sweetheart listener out there, Donna Coolyard, who every year sends mm-hmm. me an awesome Ronald Reagan calendar that hangs in that studio over on the other side of the wall. And last year's theme were all pictures every month of just Ronnie and Nancy together. And they were just beautiful, with little quotes to each other and stuff. Oh, my gosh. I mean, this is, this is the guy that they're ripping down here. I have never, not even for a moment, and I've read plenty on Reagan, mm-hmm. has it even been hinted at that the man had I a, never once heard that. Oh, my gosh. Never once Could heard you that he it? was a known womanizer. Nobody knew Ronald Reagan Known as a womanizer. Nobody, because it's not true. Stop lying about past people to lift up your modern day heroes. It's garbage, man. I'm just really like, is. as revisionist history in order to make 
Mm-hmm. Things of today that aren't good seem better. Oh, well, it's okay. Thomas Jefferson, uh, yeah, him and Sally Hemming, shut up. Well, it's it's Stop. it's just what the it's what the left does to it's the founders. The does. Yes, it's what they've always done, and now we got him doing it too. Ugh. Let me tell you about Bomb Shot Lip Balm. Um, it's a fantastic product. It's been an instant hit here in the studio. Uh, Keith carries this wherever he goes, mm-hmm. and as you can see, he just pulled it out of his pocket. Uh, and it's not a gooey mess because this is a sturdy container. Yeah, listen to that thing click, like click a, together. Listen to this. I love this sound. It's it's reassurance right here. Okay, that's what reassurance sounds like. Uh, it, it looks like a shotgun shell. It's really cool, <laughs> and it's going to set off your liberal friends. And uh, it really works well to keep your lip balm inside the container instead of a gooey mess in your pocket. Plus, it's great lip balm. It will really protect your lips. Uh, Wayne came up with this because he couldn't find anything that would do all the things he needed it to do. And so he invented it himself. And he's in 3,000 stores now nationwide. For Blaze listeners only right now, too, you got a special offer. Go to balmshot.com, use the promo code PAT. And when you buy a two-pack, you'll get a third free. When you buy a four-pack, you get a fifth free. When you buy a six-pack, they're going to throw in this really handsome baseball cap. The Bombshot logo baseball hat. Buy six, get the free hat. And... Free shipping. Okay? Balmshot.com. Promo code PAT. B-A-L-M-S-H-O-T.com. Balmshot.com. Pat Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray. Time to chew the fat with Jeffy. Uh, I know you haven't messed in uh, the cold front that uh, is pushing through Texas. Uh, it's been it's been uh, it's been pretty hot here, and uh-huh. we've talked mm-hmm. about it. But today, today. Uh, I got my car and I started it up in the driveway and I had to downgrade the AC to like two. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I mean, that's it was like uh-huh. I sat in my driveway. I was like, wait, it doesn't need to be that cold. I mean, that's a cold front pushing through. Yeah. So I think it's over. Did you start a fire last I night in your did. fireplace? Because I did. <laughs> Just 98 today. Yeah, so. We didn't start. We didn't use one in the house. We built one outside. Oh, so you went yeah, outside. Yeah, went outside. Sure, okay. Yeah, of course. Not quite that cold. Going. I got yeah, you. Yeah. Fine. Uh, we talked yesterday about foods being recalled, more food, Pepperidge Farm issues, recall for the goldfish crackers, and a bunch more. Uh, potentially uh, salmonella poisoning. Uh, and they've initiated, and, and it's good that on behalf of Pepperidge Farm, uh, I want to congratulate them because they, out of an abundance of caution, voluntarily recalled uh, four varieties of goldfish crackers. And uh, it also is going to recall uh, flavor blasted extra cheddar, flavor blasted sour cream and onion, goldfish baked and whole grain extra cheddar, and goldfish mixed extra cheddar and pretzel. So if you uh, have those in your uh, in your closet. Uh, your closet? Yeah, well, where that's where you keep goldfish oh. in your closet. Really? Uh, yeah, you want to you not eat those. They're bad for you, okay? I could give you the outcome of uh, what could happen to you with poisoning mm-hmm. from uh, salmonella, but you probably already know. Probably I don't know what it can do to you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Pennsylvania board has recommended that Bill Cosby be declared a sexually violent predator. Breaking news on Bill Cosby. Oh, boy. Uh, you know, look, 
Is he? Uh, probably he was at one time. I don't know that he is anymore. Uh, they really are doing their best to uh, bring Bill down. He's been in house arrest now since April, since he was found guilty of the three counts. Um, you know, he's doing fine. They're going to, they're going to, this is all just a big heyday. I think it's time we leave Bill alone. Okay. Stop it. Just leave the man alone. Stop. Seriously. No. You gotta stop. So he leave still hasn't been alone. sentenced. House arrest. Yeah. Yeah, when's he gonna huh. be uh, sentenced? Do I, don't, I don't know. I don't think they actually have a date for that. Okay. Um, I'm gonna look that up. So just uh let the man go. Let no. the man go. Did you say it. let no. the man leave him go? Alone. He's been found guilty. Oh stop by stop it. Huh? By what what? By what? Nothing. By a jury? Nothing. What is that? That's old-fashioned right there. He it is sure due is. to be sentenced on September 24th. In September? Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> All right. Still leave house arrest. Mm-hmm. If they put that man in jail, it's, it's wrong. you gotta, you got to stop this. If they put that man in jail, I'm protesting. I've tried. I'm, well, I'm done. I'm I give up. Let him dig his own hole. <laughs> dig it. Whatever. Boy, we're going to have some time to fill this time tomorrow. Whatever. Just to let you know. <laughs> I have until September. You could change my mind. Maybe the courts will change my mind. <laughs> I'm not trying to change anything, man. Seems on you. So uh, this past Friday, uh, North Texas uh, father was found guilty of criminally negligent homicide in a hot car death. It's a horrible story. About uh, a little, uh, and the jury only took about four hours in Collin County, Texas, to find this uh, Michael Thedford guilty of, of the criminal negligent homicide. He abandoned... His six-month-old baby. The story is horrible. And uh, he claimed that he came home, dropped his one child off to daycare, Mm -hmm. came home, uh, walked inside, uh, talked to his wife on the phone, and went to sleep. Uh, Then his wife uh, called a few hours later, and he looked out the window as he was talking and realized, oh, my gosh, my six-month-old daughter is still in the car seat in the minivan. I, I don't understand how that's possible. And uh, so this is what he does. All right. He, he runs. He fi- he's not moving. He initially brings her indoors and puts her in the refrigerator for a few minutes while he call- calls 911 to try to cool her down. The 911 operator says, well, why don't you just go ahead and pull her out of the refrigerator and try to give her CPR? And he does. Mm. Uh, he he originally tried to say that uh, uh, she was in the crib to get out of it. Oh, uh, that was his original thought. But my the the whole horrific thing is horrible, and mm-hmm. it, no question. And you know we used to see this all the time in Florida. I didn't realize that Texas is number one in the nation. Yeah, uh, according to uh, the kidsincars.org. Uh, hot car deaths between 1990 and 2017. Texas leads the nation. They don't give a number. But I, uh, the, the weirdest, strangest thing about this whole case is that they put an expert on the stand, a memory expert, from the University of South Florida, uh, Professor David Diamond. And he studies the phenomenon of children unintentionally left in vehicles. And he claims that, look, it could happen to anyone. Mm. I would say uh, no. no. And the example he gave... On uh, in court under oath, told the juries about a time that he and his wife were driving to the mall with their granddaughter, who was only a few months old at the time. After parking the car, he testified he started walking toward the store without the baby. His wife had to remind him she was there. It could happen to anyone. I have a couple things to say to that. Um, well, there's a couple different things. Uh, one, it's not your child; it's the grandchild. And two, you didn't forget it, did you? 
Uh, it may have taken the wife to remind you, but you didn't forget the kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody forgets. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That just doesn't happen. Yeah, I don't. I, I, ha- I I've had more children than I ever wanted in my life. <laughs> that you even know <laughs> I mean, of. I mean, I mean, that I love very much. Oh. And that's what I said that first, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> you just don't. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. You just don't. I, I really, I cannot understand how that could happen. And and for parents to try to say that, it, you know, and then we, now we have professors saying that it could happen to anyone. Uh, no, 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 it could not. And thankfully, they found him guilty. But he's on five-year probation for it. Is that enough? He got probation? Five years. Wow. Mm. Um, you know, he has another child. You know, that was at the daycare and mm-hmm. claimed the kid, you know, the, I don't know. I don't know if it's enough or not. It's a horrible tragedy, no matter which way you look at it. But it does seem to be probation doesn't feel like enough. <laughs> Just mm. doesn't feel like enough. Yeah. Um, if they, you know, last week we had big news and I, I didn't bring it up on Chewing and I was going to about, uh, uh, you know, uh, Joaquin Phoenix uh, being the new Joker in his new uh, DC Comics uh, they made the big deal about him being the new Joker and was going to be a different kind of Joker. And he's crazy enough to pull off a, a Joker role. And I thought, ah, it might be worth seeing. Well, today we get news that um, they're in uh, talks with Robert De Niro to be part of that movie. Um, I say uh, no. Uh, that puts an end to that movie for many people. Why would they do that these days? He's so divisive. Yeah. He's so divisive for most of the country. I mm-hmm. really, maybe they don't see it. Uh, maybe they're all, maybe he's, you know, maybe Phoenix is in the crowd standing up when uh, De Niro is saying F Trump. Mm-hmm. So it's possible they don't see it. But I mean, it just seems like you're already alienating half your crowd before you even start the movie. Bad move. Bad move. Uh, last week, we told you about the Academy Sports uh, rehiring the manager that was fired uh, for uh, thwarting the suspect. You know, the guy robbed the store and he tackled him and then Academy of Sports fired him for, you know, going against company policy and tackling and touching customers, even people who were shoplifting. And then the outrage on social media went crazy and they said, uh, well, you know, we've rethought and uh, we've offered him his job back. And he took it. Right. So now we have a story of a man, uh, a black man who worked for Home Depot, uh, Maurice Rucker, who worked there for over 10 years. Uh, He was fired because he didn't accept the outcome of a racist customer and started telling the customer, uh, no, uh, you don't talk to me like that. Uh, He said uh, he was working a customer service at the counter and the customer uh, started hollering at him. And he told he told the customer, hey, uh, sir. Uh, when you have your dog uh, in the store, we prefer that you keep it on a leash. Rucker said the man told him to F you. You're an a-hole, you piece of S. <laughs> <laughs> if Trump wasn't president, you wouldn't even have a job. Uh-oh. Now, they also say he said that and other racist yeah. insults. Well, I don't see the racism here. I mean, you're being a jerk, yes. Yes, but I don't see any evidence of racism. And I, I really wish people would stop claiming racism at every, every turn. single. Yeah. I was, and I, it's funny that you say that because I, was, I kept looking for more. I don't see anything more, that's racist there wasn't. here. And the only thing Nothing. was what he said, uh, he said, Maurice Rucker said, the man said, you're from the ghetto. What do you know? Uh, maybe. Maybe you take that. But this certainly isn't what we've maybe. been told is racism. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's. 
He wasn't, mm. didn't use the N-word. He didn't use any of that. No. He didn't use any uh, African-American or black slang. But the guy slang. should absolutely be able to defend himself. Absolutely. Uh, Home Depot was in the wrong there. Yes, and, they were. And, and they fired him and then offered him his job back. And, right? right. And they, after the backlash, and people mm-hmm. were protesting the stores and social media, after the backlash, they said, well, you know, we've rethought it. Hey, Maurice. All right, we'll give you a job back. Uh, Maurice said, uh, No. no. Uh, have a nice day. Mm-hmm. You've treated me like crap for 10 years. He's gotten like maybe 70 cent raise in 10 years. Uh-huh. Uh, he's gotten, and I, I will say that uh, he talked about uh, a couple times that he was written up for uh, poor customer service. And he was the second time that he was written up. And I want you to, I don't know, this might put a, this kind of puts a bad light on Maurice. Oh, no. Yeah, I know. But uh, he was written up because he put fertilizer in the wrong can. Oh, wow. And, so. Don't be doing that at Home Depot. Right. That's... <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 well, he just said that you know he went into work every day thinking he was going to get fired, and uh, you know there's no way for it. he was unhappy anyway. Always going into work every day thinking today's the day they're going to find something to fire me on. Mm-hmm. So uh, he said, uh, you know what? Uh, no, I'm tired of being treated like this. And good for him. You know, I guess good for him. I don't mm-hmm. know that uh, it says in the story that he was thinking about uh, po- a possible lawsuit, and maybe that's why he didn't take his job back against Home Depot. You know, is it worth a lawsuit in today's world? Probably yes, but in real <laughs> in real life, no. Yeah, but we don't live in you know, real life I land know we anymore. Don't. I know <laughs> we don't. That's the problem. And social media backlash is everywhere, right? I mean, you have the... You have the uh, James Gunn story we talked about all day yesterday. And then, you know, of course, his friend, uh, which kind of ticked me off on this, actually, his buddy Bob Goldthwaite, uh, you know, says now he wants his voice off of all all affiliation with Disney uh, because they fired Gunn. Because Disney fired Gunn. He says, take my stuff away. And he made a made a case that, you know, you see, here's the deal. Years ago, I made a lot of sarcastically shocking and offensive jokes, many that I'm embarrassed about now. And I'd hate to make you guys look bad and seeing that I'm openly critical of the president. See, he takes it to Trump. They believe that this whole thing was was because of Trump that Gunn is getting fired from Disney. Um, that had nothing to no. do with it. I mean, it was the beginning way back with with uh, Duplass and Shapiro mm-hmm. as they were talking about the Second Amendment and, uh, you know, being uh, uh, separated and the division in the country. But... What they were told, what Gunn got fired for from Disney had nothing to do with Trump. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just so I, I would say, go ahead, Disney, stop paying Bob, and it'll be okay. Uh, Bobcat Goldthwait just wanted to be talked about again. I yeah. think so. Well, <laughs> it's been they're still so giving him long, voice work so since long. anyone's I, I ever surprised. heard his name. I was surprised they were still giving him <laughs> voice work. It was from a character that he did in the movie, right? Because uh, I, I actually, it's funny you say that because I, I met him once, like 10, 10 or twelve years ago, and even then I remember uh-huh. when he came into the radio station. I was thinking, Bobcat Goldthwait. Wow. Wow. You're alive. <laughs> You know, it's just kind of weird that you're right. He needed somebody to yeah. be talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, sad news out of Texas. A lot of news out of Texas today. Mm-hmm. Uh, sad news out of Texas. Uh, Stormy Daniels uh, is getting a divorce. I heard that. I mean, it's sad. We don't want people getting a divorce. No. I, I, my question um, is, did you know that she was married? No. I, I, I did not. I, I didn't either. And you'd think that if she was with her, I know that she was on her world tour mm-hmm. uh, but you'd think that when she tried to gain some ounce of <laughs> respectability 
Well, what are we going with? Yeah, here? I guess we'll we'll stick with the word we'll respectable. That. Um, that she'd want to be married, right? She'd want to portray herself as being married and, mm-hmm. and you know a huh. family. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's not what Amber was going for no. when she decided to marry her yeah. husband. No, no, no. Is accusing her of uh, having an affair. Uh, she's a porn star. <laughs> I got news for you. So is he. Does it for a living, uh, and so, so is he. he. Yeah. So, I mean, not that that isn't beautiful. Right, it is. Well, but you if know, you're acting. Um, storybook, man. If you're acting, and you well know, Pat, that I, I'm an actor as well, oh. portrayed, uh, you know, plenty of people on uh, uh-huh. television. Like the fattest man oh. alive, as a matter of fact. Correct. Yeah, and you did it brilliantly. I, mm. And I know that was quite a stretch for you. So. You didn't have to get in the character for that one. <laughs> no, I did, actually. But oh, that's, that's what that's what I meant to say. It came out it's kind of like it, Trump it, and Helsinki. It, takes, yeah. it, it sounded different than what I it's really war- meant. It has a lot to do with wardrobe and mm-hmm. you know set design. And getting the right mindset. Mindset, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was there. Mm-hmm. I was there. You but were there. I was there. Thank you. It, it was. was you. You became the world's fattest <laughs> Thank man. Thank you. It was tough to get out of it, actually. I've been struggling with getting out of it since I took that role. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, but when you're acting, I mean, that's different. Anyway, so I was heading down the line. Sure, it's not an affair. Sure it is. Okay. It's not an affair if you're right. in a film. Okay. Outside of the film, <clears throat> then that's, that's trouble. That's an affair. Yeah, that's trouble. trouble. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, good news from uh, CW. Did you watch Supergirl? Did you no. watch Supergirl at all? No. I've been forced to uh, watch Supergirl as of late. Have you been but, forced? Uh, like, is there anything that you haven't been forced to watch? I don't know the answer to that, <laughs> so I guess not. <laughs> okay. So uh, they're going to, uh, they just announced that uh, season four is going to make TV history as they introduce the first transgender superhero. Finally! Yes! Finally! Oh my gosh, I've been, yes! I've been writing oh, uh, them, yeah. I've you been too? calling them. Oh, we've had an Thank impact! You. I've been Thank tweeting. You. Yes! When are you Gonna do a transgender and mm-hmm. thank you, mm-hmm. Nicole Maines, transgender activist so and actress. Yay! Yes. Now remember her; she won her yeah. uh, discrimination Yay! lawsuit. <laughs> we don't even know anything else about her. Just know that she's gonna be uh, part of Supergirl. Oh, she's gonna be a superhero. She's gonna wonderful. be part of the gonna be part of the Catco reporting team. Yes. On the CW. We have a parade. Great. Can we stop doing the show right and now? She is described as a soulful young transgender woman with a fierce drive to protect others. Time out. Time out. Did you just say transgender a woman? That's what's in the story. That's in the release. Well, huh. then that 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 is Hateful. AP writing style release? that needs to be corrected. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I don't know. Because she is a woman, though. So that... Says you. She was a man before and then transitioned to a woman. Oh. Okay. Yes. I mm-hmm. mean... Lovely. All right. <laughs> yeah, remember, she was the first one that started uh, being able to use the bathrooms and stuff in Maine. She filed the lawsuit as a kid in high that school. That particular girl? Really? Uh, in Maine, because she wanted to use the girl's bathroom. And, and now she's she going to be guy. in Supergirl. But now she's in Supergirl. That's wonderful. That is, right. That is it's wonderful. It's storybook, man. Right. Yeah. It's a story. Because what's good is nothing bad ever happens to the transgender crowd or no. you know, people pretending to be transgender when they're not. You know, although, I mean, just reported out of England, a transgender prisoner um, accused of sexually assaulting four female inmates after being sent to the women's prison. Um, now, listen, he, he said he was transgender, so he had to go to the women's prison. He did, hasn't had surgery or anything. Still a man, technically, oh but he, said he, was a, said he was a woman. And, and so he's assault, him to the, sexually assaulted the women? Yeah, 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 he's in trouble now. So they moved him back to the, they moved him back to a man's prison now. <laughs> <laughs> How many times oh. did we say this stuff was going to happen? This world, so man. bad. How many times did we say it? 
And they, one of the things that they're finding out now in England, and I love the stories they talk about, uh, transgender inmates also benefit from greater freedom in terms of dress code yeah, and can shower and wash clothes in private. Hmm. It comes uh, following a significant spike in the number of transgender inmates, prop, uh, prompting prison authorities to issue new regulations. Yeah, there's a significant spike because they get it's an easier yeah. ride. Uh-huh. Amazing how that happens. So. Wow. So. Wow. Now, in England, according to the according to this article, if if you have been living as a trans for two years and have um, your license says that, Mm -hmm. and you've changed your birth certificate, and and you've been diagnosed with gender dysphoria, and you've lived as a woman for two years, the judge claims that you're transgender. Okay, and can send you to the prison. That's wonderful. So if you say, or mm-hmm. I'm sorry, if you suffer yeah. from gender dysphoria, mm-hmm. you're in. You're in. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. We'll finish up with uh, chewing the fat coming up here. In a Pat Gray unleashed the Blaze Radio Network. Here on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, so I get fascinated by these lists of things that we're supposed to be happy about or sad about. Mm-hmm. And I find a story in Country Living about uh, the difference from now and 50 years ago. And I'm thinking, as I'm going through this list, I'm thinking, you know, I kind of like it now. Mm-hmm. There was some stuff that uh, happened, you know, or hadn't really happened in 50 years that you think people don't even think about now, right? <laughs> I mean, like uh, getting cash. Uh, you had to go to the bank. There were no ATMs until '69. Um, there were. Uh, they, we didn't even go to the moon until the end of '68. Right, '69 or '69. Mm-hmm. Um, '69. The, six, uh, the median twentieth. Wow. Yeah, and mm-hmm. we just celebrated actually Moon Day. I can't believe you didn't remember that. I mean, that was like mm-hmm. right around your hundredth birthday. So that's <laughs> well, a little bit more than a hundred, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, the drinking age, which I'm sure, you know, you care about was, uh, became, uh, <laughs> 21 in 84 was 18 before that. Um, William Shatner and Nicole Nichols broke the barrier with a kiss, uh, interracial kiss, oh. black and white in 68. Uh-huh. Wow. And, uh, NBC censors, uh, expressed concern that Southern TV affiliates would refuse to run it. <laughs> and they didn't. Uh, I mean, that's how right. I, I don't think they did. Yeah. Um, seatbelt laws, and I'm, I know you're a big fan of these. Uh, the federal mm-hmm. seatbelt law requiring all new cars to have seatbelts for each seat took effect in 1968. If I want to fly through the windshield like a rocket ship, I should be able to do that. <laughs> I mean, they don't tell me I have to buckle my seatbelt if I don't want to. I hate, I mean, I do, but I hate that law. Do you? Uh-huh. I hate that law. Do you? It's a stupid law. Come to the libertarian 911 didn't uh-huh. exist. 911 did not exist. Wow. Uh, they didn't, they, that was established uh, in 68. Uh, okay. Um, the automated uh, safety advice cars didn't have airbags. Mm-hmm. Right. Safety, no airbags. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, heart transplants were not even an option. Uh, Stanford year? University Hospital in 68 did the first one in 1968. So all of these things happened for the first time 
50 years 50 ago. years ago. And wow. we take them second. I mean, they're. Oh, yeah. They're, I mean, nothing. Second mm-hmm. nature. Um, take them for granted now. Chicken pox uh, killed 100 children in the U.S. Uh, before the vaccine came along in 1995. Right. For chicken pox. Uh, no U.S. president ever resigned. <laughs> Nixon mm-hmm. was in the 70s. Yep. Um, soda cans had the, the pull off tabs, mm-hmm. didn't have the push top. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, cigarette ads played on TV. Mm hmm. Um, Lend, when I, this is where the story goes. You know, lenders could discriminate based on gender or race. Mm, shut up. Except for the Equal Credit Opportunity Act, based in 1974. Oh, okay. that's what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, there was no. This is this is kind of. I mean, this is good news. There was no fast track to weight loss. So Italian gynecologist Giorgio Fisher invented liposuction in 1974. Wow, that, they've been doing that since 74. That guy's. That guy's a, seems like a long time. That I, sure does. I didn't realize that. That's 44 years they've been doing liposuction. <laughs> huh, that seemed like an 80s thing. Wow, yeah, it did. Huh. Uh, contact lenses didn't exist until 71. What? Uh, yes, they did. Alter, contact lenses, uh, oh, the more the uh, soft contact lenses. Yes, soft contact lenses. Okay. Yeah, yeah, hard, the hard the ones hard were lens. still available. Yeah, those are nasty, though. Boy, yes. Try to put those in your eyes. Yeah, that's not good. Uh, Walton family only had 24 stores in 67. Walmart. 24? 24 in 1950 years ago. That's cool. Wow. That's amazing. Think of that. Is it 4 billion now? Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. is here uh-huh. on the Blaze Radio Network. Great to have you here as well. 888-900-3393. And at Pat Unleashed on Twitter, Unleashed Jack Hole Andrew says, if you have any tainted goldfish crackers, just send them to Jeffy. He'll eat them for you in order to protect you, of course. <laughs> uh, Snarky McSnarkface, if anyone can prove Ronald Reagan was a womanizer, Pat will eat Jeffy's underwear. Ooh. Oh, no. Oh, ick. You have that much faith. I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. That's uh, that's okay. a nasty thought. Um, <laughs> old Uncle Moron says, you know, Calvin Coolidge had to be our greatest president because Floyd the Barber was a Coolidge fan. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I didn't remember that. <laughs> ooh, Opie, ooh, you're such a fine boy. Ooh, ooh Calvin was such a good president. <laughs> well, you even had that little stutter going there, too. Good job. <laughs> P- president. P- P- president. Uh... <laughs> You know your your Floyd the Barber imitation doesn't come around all that often. No, you gotta so you gotta take you gotta grab for all the gusto. When exactly it does. when it comes around, go for uh, it. American Pirate, along with Pat's hit segment leakages, he should also do one called retractions, where he goes over buried story retractions mm-hmm. printed by our stupid media outlets. Yeah, I mean, how many of these receipt notes would there be? There's a lot. There's a lot. Uh, the fake. Things that people have spray painted on walls, fake things that they've done on cakes, fake things that they put on receipts. Uh, From Michael, the waiter in Odessa who lied that a patron called him a terrorist, did this because in America now, you're considered a hero if you're a victim. That's really true. Yep, very true. 888-900-3393. Tyler in Texas, you're on the blaze. Hi. Tyler, go ahead. Are you there? Yep. 
All right. Hey, it's an honor to talk to you. I've been listening to Rush since probably third grade, and I made the switch when you went to afternoon. So oh, it's bless awesome you for that. You. Bless you. Thank you. Thank you. So my uh, thesis at college was on the economic recovery of the Calvin Coolidge administration. Oh, and wow. Really? Was, yeah. He was such a racist. I don't know if you know this. <laughs> he was the first president to give Native Americans citizenship to the U.S. <laughs> That's right. I'd forgotten yep. about that. Well, yeah, and he was such yeah, a racist was, that MLK borrowed a line from Calvin Coolidge for his famous speech um, in D.C. Yeah. <laughs> he was made an honorary member of uh, many tribes, actually, when he was alive. Yeah. yeah. Big, big friend. He never, to, called himself a, he, he never called himself a conservative. He called himself a, a liberal. And it wasn't FDR was the first one to start calling him a, a conservative to try to try to spin his views a little bit. Right. Yeah. Back when yeah. classical liberal meant something completely different. Uh, yeah, now it just means, yeah, now it's a sign of the leftist crazies. But yeah, and, and yep. FDR actually called Herbert Hoover a socialist during the, uh, when they had their, their banter back and forth when he was running. So he, oh I gosh. mean, FDR actually ran on a conservative platform and then amazing. called Herbert Hoover a socialist. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. So what'd you get on your thesis? Did you do well? Did... I got a 94, so I, I think I did right. pretty well. Yeah, sounds, sounds I, like it. Hey, I just moved to El Paso. Um, that's where I'm stationed now. And I tell you what, I've seen one Beto O'Rourke sticker. One. Hmm. Seriously? In his hometown? Only one. In oh, his hometown, like only that. one. And I it was like the that. first day I got here, and I got nervous. So I was like, oh, maybe there is a blue wave. I've seen one, and that was the first day. So. <laughs> 14. 14. I think it's more of a blue puddle. All right. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Appreciate it, Tyler. Uh, that's amazing. Because that's, that's his hometown, right? That's where he grew up. That's where his base should be, is El Paso. Yeah. But we've seen, what, 13? 14. No, where, don't sell him 13 short. yard signs and uh-huh. and uh, bumper, stickers. bumper stickers here. Yeah, yeah. And then you add Tyler's one to it. We've got 14 total throughout the state of Texas. This is going to be close. Are you nervous about having to eat your underwear? I'm, um, let's see, no. It's neck and mm-hmm. neck, though, not, man. No. Hmm. If, uh, they are trying to make it seem, though. Like, he's got all this momentum. Like, he has raised a lot of money, and it's mostly come from California. We heard a statistic a couple yes. of weeks ago. Somebody said, That's right, yes. I don't know, 90% of his money has come from out of oh. state? Something like that? I don't know, but that sounds right. It's a ton. Uh, I know that. Yes. Uh, Barbara in Ohio, you're on The Blaze. Hi. Hi, Pat. Hi. Um, I was thinking about the uh, waiter that put the false message on the receipt. Yeah. And you were trying to figure out a way to punish him for that. Yes. I think if he if they released the name of the customer, the the restaurant or the waiter, I think that he could sue them for defamation of character. Hmm. Oh, I, yeah, I but think I so think too. But I think it has to be printed and I don't know if the if when he put that receipt on Facebook, if he put the customer's name on there. You know, or it was on the bottom of the receipt and was showing. I think they can go after him for defamation of character. And granted, he probably doesn't have any money, mm-hmm. but he does have the money that the people sent to him. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, and he does And the have restaurant that. owner, if he banned him from the restaurant based on that false falsehood, and he published the customer's name, I think he could be sued, too. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Appreciate it. Thanks, Barbara. I hate, I, I hate to encourage false, you know, right. lawsuits. But, you know, I think but that was really unfair to that customer. Absolutely. And something's got to be right. done to put a stop to this. Absolutely. Thanks, Thanks. Barbara. Appreciate it. Um, I think they redacted the name. In fact, I think they, like, uh, sharpied out the name of the customer when they when they posted the receipt. I'm not sure. Yeah, they did. They did do that? 
at, at some point along the line. I don't know if he originally did it, but yeah. wherever it's appearing in news stories, yes. Yeah. So he might have, and and it might, you know, I don't know how he, because I doubt he was hip enough to do that. Somebody must have advised him though. Hey, if you're going to post this, uh, don't post the customer's name because you could get into trouble. Especially since I don't know, you made it up. You lied. Yeah, there's got to be some repercussion for these people. Um, you know, when you file a false police port, uh, police report like that 18-year-old Muslim girl did in New York, you can be charged with that crime for that, for filing a false. But they didn't do it. They didn't, they didn't even do that in New York. When you got police scrambling around looking for these three thugs that uh, threatened her on the subway, yelled in her face... Uh, told her to go back to her own terrorist country or whatever it was they said to her, supposedly. Um, and so when you're wasting police officers' time like that, you know, you should have to pay for that. There should be a, a penalty for that. And they didn't charge her. So, I mean, what's the incentive not to do this stuff? 888 uh, Todd in Texas, you're on the blaze. Hi. Yes, sir. How you doing today? Good. All right, hey, I've been watching you guys for a long time. You guys are great. Thank you. Um, my uh, my wife and I, we eat at Saltgrass a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and they make an excellent prime rib. That's all I can Yeah, say. they do. And I, I like the uh, uh, I like the beer bread, too. It's good. Yeah, yeah, excellent, yeah. excellent. Mm-hmm. My, my whole thing with this whole situation that the left is doing, isn't this a little bit of, like, reverse racism? Mm-hmm. I mean, what about the poor mm-hmm. customers that came in there? They did nothing wrong, as far as we know. And they're being singled out, and they're being called uh, hate mongers for no reason. Right. And there's there's no repercussion. Um, it it kind of makes it scary to even go outside your house. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it uh, does. And uh, another thing I'd like to say is thank you very much for the – bringing up the warning about the Cortez lady because it's Obama all over again. Yeah. In fact, and, maybe even worse because she's so young and, and, and I, I think so relatable to the millennials, even more so than uh, Obama was. And so she could have an even bigger impact and, I, and she's calling herself a socialist, unlike Obama who pretended to be a Democrat. Exactly. And I don't want to say where in Texas I'm from, <laughs> but I have three sons and I have one of my sons likes her. And oh, wow. It's scary because I didn't raise them that way. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Todd? It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's scary. Todd? You know, you, know you, you, you can do it. Well, what I, you know, I used to tell my preacher, I said, you can do the best you can to raise your kids. Yeah. But once they get out in that world, hey. They're kind of. I don't know what you do after that. Yeah, I know. I know. You do your best, and then the chips fall where they may. Thanks, Todd. Appreciate the call. Um, I mean, look at Keith. His parents tried. They tried. They, they did everything they could, and then still. And then what? Still what? You, know, you have this. You have this? You try scrubbing. You try soaking. And still, you ring around the collar. What are you going to do? I don't. It feels like <laughs> I should be offended right now. Maybe I don't know how to be. <laughs> but seriously, Todd, you're going to have to sit your kid down and have a talk. If I know. If you're well, losing him. She's hard not to like. She's beautiful. Mm. You know, she's vibrant. She's got this energy about her. 
And she has this rhetoric down that, oh, there shouldn't be any poor people. And and in a country like this, uh, you everybody should have their basic needs met. No, they shouldn't. Yeah. And nobody ever challenges her on that. Yeah. Nobody ever says, uh, no, they shouldn't. You should give them the opportunity to do all that stuff. But you shouldn't just give it to them. And she has the media on yes. her side. Yes, she does. And I guarantee you Todd's son she and does. many people Todd's son's age are just seeing little clips here or even just a picture and and, and just a headline that says, mm-hmm. wow, young upstart, you know, is wins the Democratic primary. Oh, wow. That's pretty awesome. You need to get some links together. I'm sorry that it's going to require some effort in, in this realm, which you shouldn't have to worry about. But in this day and age, you need to. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to find this inter- these interviews of her making a fool of herself. And, and you're going to have to find... And you know, it's happening quite a bit, actually. Yes. So send links. Just send three links. Just say, hey, I know you're big on this uh, Cortez lady. Uh, so why don't you just watch these before you, uh, you know... But uh, who's a better salesman for uh, Marxist ideology? Hmm. The skanky, gray-bearded, white, dumpy, fat guys... <laughs> Karl Marx and Friedrich Engels. Oh, I thought you were going with Bernie Sanders, but now I understand your point. <laughs> or big, doe-eyed, brown-eyed Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I mean, it I is, don't know. We say it so much. The left, especially, is style over substance. Every time. And if you ever want a slicked-up package, look at Obama in 2008 mm-hmm. and this... Uh, Mm-hmm. Cortez lady, the more she talks, though, I don't know. She's got to be careful. She's going to ruin her shot at uh, 2020. Well, but the left is so forgiving on that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like every mistake that Obama made, they just ignored. And then when you pointed it out later on, they're like, what? He never said that. And mm-hmm. then you play it for him and like, oh, well, okay. What? He never said that. And then you play it for him and it's like, oh, I never heard that. Or maybe he, I think he meant, I think he was talking about, uh-huh. I think, uh, and all it is is a, a replay of uh, 2008 Democratic voters, 2016 Republican voters. I mean, he said more stupid things than George W. Bush did. The 57 states. I know. The asthma breathalyzer thing. <laughs> An inhalator. <laughs> I mean, Ugh. there was a million things and they just excused all of it. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. 93 Losing weight and uh, keeping it off can be really tough. In fact, it is really tough. I don't care what age you are. It's hard. And even after you go ahead and conjure up enough willpower to stop eating as you know you have been, maybe do a little bit of exercise, and then you lose some weight, it's just so easy to fall right back into the same old pattern that you were in before. That's why... Uh, Riduzone is such a big, gigantic help in losing weight and keeping it off. Riduzone is a safe, natural, FDA-acknowledged dietary supplement. You take this, it boosts your metabolism, it reduces your appetite, and it just makes it easier to keep the weight off. Uh, Sarah Gonzalez has been using this. She lost 100 pounds like 12 years ago. Um, And she hosts, of course, the news and why it matters which you can now uh, download on wherever podcasts are available. Nice. And she uh, ha- says that sometimes, you know, she still thinks about food all day, and that's where Riduzone comes in. It helps keep her mind off of it because it reduces the appetite and the cravings. Order it today at Riduzone.com. Enter the promo code PAT and get 30% off a three-month supply. Really good deal. 
riduzone.com, R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E.com, promo code PAT to get 30% off a three-month supply. riduzone.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Returns on the Blaze Radio Network. <laughs> we have more fun than we probably should sometimes. <laughs> uh, if Jeffy's listening, Jeff Fisher, please report to the Blaze Control Studio. Jeff Fisher to the Control Studio, please. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. We got to play this. Um, this big controversy now. Oh yeah, this is, is huge. Blowing right? up. <laughs> Attorney General Jeff Sessions. <laughs> <clears throat> is it is the show over? Right? Oh, like man. we're not on the air anymore, are we? <laughs> <laughs> no, we still have forty minutes. Okay. Um, Attorney General Jeff Sessions was uh, speaking to an audience, uh, and they started chanting, "Lock her up." And uh, the big deal is he apparently joined in. Oh, no. He joined in. Wait, the chief law enforcement officer of the yeah, nation? Yeah, he joined oh, in, lock no. her up, lock her up, and chanted with the, uh, with the audience there as he was speaking at a high school leadership summit in, oh. in D.C. Okay. And this despicable human being Terrible. just joined in with the audience. What Watch this. Watch this. Jeff Sessions is moments ago talking about just this. The Attorney General no. at Turning Point USA's <laughs> high school leadership summit here in Washington. The audience following Sessions' calls to defend their beliefs with a familiar chant that he, today, just now, decided to join in on. Joined in on it. Okay, here we go. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Joining uh, in. Uh, uh, Lock <laughs> <laughs> Hateful. Okay. Well, you hear him chanting? Yeah. Hear so, that? Oh, okay. a, 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 I heard that a long time over the last campaign. Oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, wow, that's shocking. Who do you on this one? Because your jaw just <laughs> shocking. Oh, my God. Uh, this is God. the nation's top law enforcement mm. official. Right. And, and, and Trump has tried to. I've watched Trump in tweets and statements try to pressure Sessions uh-huh. into saying, You work for me. Oof the president of the United States to benefit me personally. Sessions has given hints he's resisted that, right? By like having dinners with the deputy attorney general during a precarious time in their relationship. <laughs> this looks like a total pivot in this moment for the attorney general to say It's a total pivot. Oh this is a high school event. I mean, this is how pervasive and where the discourse of our country is right now, that you have an official like that and you have teenagers thinking it's an appropriate thing to yell this about, uh, you know, a a former presidential candidate. I mean, that is unbelievable. First of all, he didn't join in. He was kind of he almost started acknowledging what they were saying as if he was just realizing, oh, you're you're chanting locker. Oh, okay, I get it. He didn't join in. That is just unbelievable. MSNBC is uh, pathetic. You just, just shut down that stupid network. Pathetic. 
Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. We just heard. Um, you rang. I, yes, because <laughs> I think you might know about this. Uh, he doesn't. Oh, you don't know about I it. Just, oh, I just you? asked him. Well then. Yeah, so well, get out. You, now. You, why, like, why are you even in here now? You're the studio gossip, and uh, you don't know about this. <laughs> if I would have known that you needed gossip, I have I have a contact that I could find out quickly. But we I just didn't heard bring some my phone. You want to start a buck sex? Do you want to just start a rumor? Would you like seriously? You now, start a rumor? I, I, uh-huh. I have I can contact him and ask him mm-hmm. personally. You know would you? Yeah, let me. Do yeah, that. contact him and ask him. First of all, if if if, if it's okay to talk about. It. Well, first of all, if it's true, right? Yeah. And then if we can talk about it. And, well, if it's true, we're talking. This is the Blaze Radio's Buck Sexton. Um, and so we're going to reach out and we're going to try to confirm this before we say anything. But uh, stick around. Do you we'll have his number? Or you d- I do. I'm texting him oh, okay, right good. now. Okay, yep. good. Yeah, because I... I uh, Buck was apparently... Uh, I, don't do I, it. I hope I'm not telling tales out of school. He was apparently born a woman. Oh, no. I told you not. I got to oh, confirm shit. that, man. Ah, dang it. <laughs> okay, that's not what it is. But uh, there's something else that's no. pretty interesting that I've never heard before. I have not heard that. He just threw it out. I, it doesn't seem to where be this, where Googleable. Did this, did this come from Googleable. something? Mm-hmm. I don't, I've never heard Folks that Folks around this building have mentioned this hmm. before, hmm. and I've just never bothered did to we ask bring that, him. Because I know that the news about Ivanka today is Oh, jeez. Here we uh, go. See, what did you do here? Are you, are you are you getting into a completely unrelated story? Is that what you're coming in yeah. here for? Oh, tell us. Is that her, just shutting What's, down her company? Ivanka Trump. Oh. I just saw that yeah. she's shutting down shutting her Trump down. company. It's a non sequitur to what I'm looking at. Why? She, I, it doesn't say she's shutting it down. Is it not she, doing well? I think that she wanted to expand and go you know, international and stuff. Because when she left to go to the White House, she mm-hmm. put a hold on all that. So it's probably kind of died down to, I don't know, nothing. Which is surprising because I thought it was yeah, still that, selling. Yeah. With her in the White House and as much publicity as I they know. have, you would think it'd do better. I know. It's kind of weird. Huh. I mean, she should just, every purse should have her name on it. Every time she's on camera, should have her clothes name on it. Right? But I, I don't know. Okay. All right. Well, we'll but look I'm, into I'm in, both those things. Buck Sexton and Ivanka Trump. How's everything going out there? I mean, you getting a lot of work done today? And- <laughs> I am, as a matter of fact. I was in the middle of watching a Billy Joel video. Oh yeah, that's right. I was going to play the Billy Joel because it is a. I want. Huh. I'm, I'm halfway done, mm-hmm. and I still like him. I mean, I, I'm a, I'm a fan. I've been a fan forever. I've seen him live a couple of times. You know, I love him. But I've seen him. Once. This is the CBS thing that uh, uh, Jane Pauley's been doing. I've been watching. She did an interview not long ago with uh, to this, a couple though. other. This pisses. Me I know. Off. I know. Listen to this. Year or so, there was the night I wore the, the Star David after the uh, Charlottesville incident. Mm-hmm. You don't usually get political in shows. No, I don't think it's right for me to get up on a soapbox because that's not why people are there. But you had to do something right. that night. But, I had to but, do something that night. You had night. to do something. The president said, uh, "There's some good people on." You know, that did that. No, Nazis aren't good people. Really enraged me, actually. <laughs> My old man, his family got wiped good out. Good gosh. They were slaughtered in, in Auschwitz. Mm. Him and his parents were able to get out. But then he was in the U.S. Army during the war right. and fought with Patton and was shot out by Nazis. But right. my family right. suffered, and uh, right. I think mm-hmm. I and actually have a right, right. to do that. Oh, yeah. it, you, you do course, have a right. Did you edit? Did you edit out where at the end, since this was this was recorded after Donald Trump has moved the uh, embassy to Jerusalem and been a, such a big fan of Israel? Thank you. That so right. he realizes now that he really didn't need to do that. Thank you. Uh, no, after the Charlottesville event, that's just did, did you edit idiotic. that out? Idiotic. Trump was not saying the Nazis were good so people. Stupid. 
He was saying there were good people there in addition to the Two. Nazis. Yeah, you can't really noodle that out. Seriously? I, I are you that stupid? <laughs> I know. Oh, my gosh. And I, I watched an interview not long ago with uh, the Jane Pauley did that uh, one with uh, uh, John Mellencamp. Yeah. And uh, he was... Mellencamp's uh, agonizing. He's, I mean... Agonizing. I didn't realize he was as much of a douche as he was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but... Oh, he's a big time... My, my favorite part of that interview was him saying about the, the, the thing that makes him the angriest is that uh, uh, people... Mm-hmm. I can't believe, after all these years, fans didn't actually read the lyrics to my songs. <laughs> By the way, you know, because there are all these American songs, yes. and he's and Jane's like, well, yeah. most of these people, you know, are thinking American songs, and he's like, I can't believe these a holes don't read the lyrics to my songs because that's yeah. another song that they play at the fireworks. Uh, he's he's, more, he's got all these pink houses, pink houses, and it's anti-American. <laughs> it's anti-Reagan. <laughs> uh, By the way, uh, we have some breaking news on our uh, 6 p.m. Eastern host here on the Blaze Radio right. Network. Uh, Pat yes. is holding in his hands a text exchange okay, between so myself and Buck Sexton. This is something that Keith just threw out. And I'm like, wait, what? I didn't know any of that. Yeah, we saw the breaking news on Ivanka Trump's uh, closing down her... uh, Right. Buck Sexton (laughs) took Ivanka Trump to the Regis Junior Prom in 1999. Nice. How cool is that? Nice. (laughs) I'd be talking about that every freaking day. Not unless she was... was, Every day. you You know what they say, though. She on the rebound or something? I don't know what they say. Uh, what do they, they say? say? Oh, man. After you've been with them long enough. What? What? You know, what after we... a while, they're just all the same. <laughs> I'm sorry? <laughs> no. No, I yeah. don't. Who is they? She probably was just a, you know. I don't know. I really don't know what you're saying. What's that Chris just handed you right there? Uh, see. Buck Sexton. Oh. Did he tweet this out just in, now? In, yeah, in 2017. Oh, 2017. I knew Ivanka growing up in New York City. She's always been smart, talented, and driven. Uh, and then he referenced something Helen Mirren, Mirren said about her. Ivanka okay. Trump has no substance. Mirren's comment is ignorant and clownish. Nice. This is from the guy who took her to the prom. Nice. He left that out of the tweet. That's I pretty know. cool. <laughs> that is. That, Seriously. That, that's cool. I mean, he hasn't made enough you, of that. You'd think, you think Buck could be in the White House by now. I mean, <laughs> right? What was the problem? He <laughs> must not have been that impressive. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three more pack Grand Lynch coming up. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. What is this from, Keith? This Orrin Hatch thing. So apparently, if you do a Google search as recently as yesterday on Orrin Hatch, he's um, dead. Some information comes up that he was not so uh, happy about. You know, uh, he's actually not dead. Oh, but Google says. But Google says he was dead. He died September eleventh. 2017. Hmm. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, he isn't dead. Uh, and he hasn't even gotten out of the Senate yet. <laughs> That's been fixed since then, I guess. But uh, uh, 
But he looked he looked good there for being a dead man. Yeah, almost a year. Yeah, man. Uh, mm-hmm. Still has a lot of his hair. Mm-hmm. That's unusual for being dead. For yeah, a year. I think I think he uh, died inside though up there oh, in the Senate, like in uh, 1984. Mm-hmm. So his conservatism died at least in 1984. I'll tell you that. Yep. Um, Jeffy brought up some of the things that uh, didn't exist at all until like. 50 years ago things that we just take for granted today things that are just such a part of life you don't even think about it anymore uh do you know push button phones became available commercially in 1963 but nobody had them in homes that early uh because they had the rotary phone until probably i don't know the early 70s uh phone calls local phone calls were just seven digits so you dial, dial the prefix mm-hmm. and then the number. I remember those and days that's well. It. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all we had to do in my hometown. In On the main streets of Helena, you just dial the phone number and that's it. You're done. You didn't have to use an area code. I wonder if, I think in some small towns it's still that way. Isn't it? Yeah, there are a few places I think still in the yeah, country. But. I, th- I think so, but there's so many phones now. That even in small towns, sometimes you have multiple area codes. And the irony is the reason they had to add all of those numbers, those prefixes, to make the same local area <clears throat> 10 digits uh, was because of fax machines. Yeah. yeah. Everybody was getting a fax machine. They run right. out of numbers. It's just ironic that the fax, fax machine machines, is like whatever. And then cell now, phones, now cell phones yeah. on top of the landlines, and you get a lot of numbers. Uh, let's see. Chicken pox killed 100 children a year in the U.S., before a vaccine came along in 1995. Wow. Wow. The treatment was rest and calamine lotion <laughs> before that. Wow. Now, this says Catholics were okay with the pill. Pope Paul VI hadn't yet released his ni- July 1968 report, um, doubling down on the church's anti contraceptive stance which some cardinals and bishops had previously voted to roll back. Uh, Before 1974, no U.S. president had ever resigned. Uh, Soda cans had pull tabs. Cigarette ads played on TV. Remember, she's got your own cigarette now, baby. You've come a long, long way. Anybody remember those commercials? The Marlboro Man, all of those things. You don't see that stuff anymore because you can't. Um... After presidential hopeful Robert F. Kennedy was assassinated on the campaign trail, Congress passed legislation calling for Secret Service protection for major presidential candidates. 1968? Hmm. Wow. Uh, Interracial romance happened. I think Jeffy mentioned this one. William Shatner and Nichelle Nichols broke that barrier with an interracial kiss. November 2nd, 1968. Star Trek episode Plato's Stepchildren. Uh, Before it aired, NBC censors reportedly expressed concern that Southern TV affiliates would refuse to run it. Uh, Seatbelts were not mandatory. A gallon of gas. And thank you, Ralph Nader, for that. I want to thank Ralph Nader for imposing that upon us. 50 years ago, a gallon of gas cost 34 cents. That's the equivalent of $2.31 today, adjusted for inflation. Wow. Which is pretty comparable to two forty eight a gallon, which is the national average right now. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's amazing. Well, would you believe that in February of nineteen ninety nine on Austell Road in Marietta, Georgia, <laughs> I paid fifty nine cents a gallon. 
I remember looking up at the sign going, wow, that, it, I've never seen it this low. That would have been the end of that. When I, when I first started driving in Helena, Montana, would you believe I paid 28 cents a gallon? Do you believe that? Yeah, I believe. It's true. I, don't, I mean, I mean that's ever, how long ago it was. Pat, have you ever lied to me? No. Well, see, then I still no. believe you. Okay. It works out nicely. But that's when oil was going for less than $10 a barrel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't yeah. get those days back. I'm not sure you'd want him back living in Texas because that would really <laughs> hurt our economy. That was a rough time, yeah. Um, let's see. Getting cash required a trip to the bank, of course. First automated teller machine in London happened in 1967. Wow, wow. So, so I never, I don't think I used an ATM until 1980. I'll bet. Hmm. Yeah. Or 82, well, somewhere in there. And, and the thing was, I remember in the <clears throat> late 90s right around the year 2000 to get a rudimentary checking account mm-hmm. they wanted to limit oh you get two free visits inside the uh inside the bank every month then you have to pay if you want to talk to a teller oh, now yeah. you walk in there it's a ghost town they're just begging sir can i uh, can i offer you a sucker do you have kids at home maybe you know it's just like it is a ghost town in there now there's almost no reason to go to the bank anymore which i like i like that because if you have automatic deposit which i do you probably do too mm-hmm. right um, and then everything happens online mm-hmm. or automatic. You got an automatic withdrawal. I, I am old school. I thought there's no way I'm ever paying my bills. Like what on a computer on my phone? That's not safe. <laughs> right. And now it's like, you don't even think about it. Anymore. I just grab the stack of bills, hold my phone and just go through them. Don't man. even think about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, 50 years ago, there were no R rated movies or any other rated movie. In fact, uh, the Voluntary Motion Picture Association of America rating system replaced the all-or-nothing motion picture production code uh, with G, M, R, and X is what they had, I guess, before 1968. And Mm -hmm. then it became PG, PG PG-13. They had the G first. R, NC-17. Yeah. Well, they added NC-17 later. Yeah, they had G. They did have G. Um, the Beatles were still a band, 1968, obviously. They had released the White Album and Yellow Submarine in ni- November of 1968. Wow. Uh, couples married much earlier in life. In 1968, the median age of first marriage was 20 for women and 23 for men. Wow. Back then, <clears throat> close to 70% of American adults were married. Today, only 51% are. We both got wow. married young, right? How old were mm-hmm. you guys? I was uh, 23. My wife was 20. Mm-hmm. So that, I mean, bang. Yeah, we were both on. 21, Carrie yeah. and I. Uh, Walmart was a mom and pop shop with just 24 stores in 1967. Holy cow. They became publicly traded in 1970 and exploded. It seems like it wasn't until the 80s, though. That Walmart really took off. Yeah. Remember, it or used, even to be, 90s. used to be head to head with Kmart. Yeah. And then Walmart just mm-hmm. phew, left them in the dust. But you remember that fact when people say, oh, Walmart, big business, and they hold the little man down and blah, blah, blah. Just say, look, started they, with 24 stores. They, they didn't, they weren't born into being this mega co- corporation. Right. Everybody starts at the bottom. So mm-hmm. put that in your pipe. Mm hmm. Uh, made in China items were hard to find. The Korean War put a freeze on all U.S.-China trade and travel until the early 70s when President Nixon's administration reestablished dipl- diplomatic relations. There were only uh, 
50 years ago, there were only three major networks. Rowan and Martin Laugh-In uh, aired on one of them, NBC. ABC and CBS were the other two. A previous contender, Dumont. Dumont was a TV network? Shut down in 1956. Uh, well, before I was born, so no wonder I don't know about it. Fox <laughs> joined the lineup in 1986, but didn't earn major network status until 1994. Huh. The draft was still in place. Uh, they had the draft all the way up to 1973, even during times of peace. Muhammad Ali, of course, was convicted of draft evasion in 1967 after refusing to join because of uh, religious considerations. Hmm. Uh, the EPA was formed by whom? Uh, that would be Richard, Richard Nixon. Nixon. <laughs> Richard Milhouse Nixon in 1970. Boy, he was a good Idiot. one, huh? Oh, man. Gold standard, mm. EPA... No one cared about or believed in bottled water. <laughs> Perrier launched a mass marketing campaign in 1977 to attract status-hungry baby boomers. In 1977. Wow, that's early. Perrier. Uh, that's really early. Because the real bottled water thing didn't kick in until... The 90s, right? Yeah, or even 2000s. Well, I noticed that people started carrying it to work. You know, in the 2000s. Mm. Yep. But you always hear about the, the, the price hike of um, gasoline and oil-based mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. No one ever talks about the markup the on water. water. <laughs> <laughs> like a million percent. And now it's to the point where New Jersey's wanting to tax it. Yep. So, Just yeah. out of the tap, even. Out of the tap. Uh, corporal punishment was widely used in public schools. In 1977, the Supreme Court upheld that the Eighth Amendment's Cruel and Unusual Punishment Clause did not apply to disciplinary action in school. In the case Ingram versus Wright, at the time, only two states had laws against corporal punishment in school. Wow. That's interesting, because I have never been an advocate of... Well, I'm not that big an advocate of public schools, because we obviously homeschooled. But uh, I... If my kids had been in public schools, I would not have wanted corporal punishment dished out by them. From a stranger. Yeah, from a stranger. I don't want that. No. Let me handle that part. That was a big thing. um, I don't dig that. Growing up uh, in my schools, I do recall. But people would say, well, look what happened in the schools uh, since they stopped doing that. And there may be something to that. Uh, Also might be the just general secularism theme. It might be. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Radio was the only means of portable music? That's for sure. <laughs> 1968, uh, fun facts. Until Stereo Belt developed the first portable cassette player in 1972, transistor radio was it. Transistor radios, wow. Uh, sports and politics rarely intertwined, which is why U.S. Olympians Tommy Smith and John Carlos made headlines worldwide with their Black Power salutes during the 68 games. If I win, I'm an American, not a black American. But I did something bad then, they would say, if, but if I did something bad, they would say, I'm a Negro. We are black and we are proud of being black, Smith said later. That was the start of politics in everything. Which, is, which has helped us as a country. A sad, sad <laughs> development. Sad development. Um... 
computers took up entire rooms 50 years ago. Floppy disks, microprocessors made the devices more manageable in the 70s, but IBM's PC and Apple, Apple's Macintosh brought the computer into homes. Uh, child car seats weren't even regulated <laughs> until 1971, requiring that all seats be held by safety belts and include a harness to keep the, the child in place. And now there's there are these complex systems that oh. you have to hook up. Dude. It's 350 bucks for a, a stinking car seat. And, and I it's just probably my simple mind. But um, I am my my greatest accomplishment of parenthood was my kids growing out of their car seats because moving those things for me is like I hate it. It's trying to understand calculus. I know, Carrie. <laughs> Carrie, I, look, we got to take this other car. I don't think there's a man capable of understanding it. You just you don't know it's, how to do I, it. Maybe it's like metric. Sorry, it's, it's, yeah, I can't I can't figure it out. It's impossible. <laughs> So if you want the kid to live, you better do something. That's right. Better do something. Uh, All right. Let me tell you about iTarget Pro. This is a fantastic system that allows you to practice uh, firing your gun in the comfort and privacy of your own home. So you don't have to buy a bunch of ammunition and you don't have to go to the range and pay the range fees. You don't have to spend the gas money to get to and from. All you have to do is get the iTarget Pro system. It utilizes your smartphone and their proprietary app and a laser in place of the bullet. So that detects exactly where your shots are landing. You see it, you hear it. It's really, really cool. So now you can practice right there in your own home. No bullets going through walls and no expense of buying all kinds of ammo. It's just a great way to go. And right now you can save 10% when you use the offer code PAT when you purchase the iTarget Pro system. It's the letter I, then TargetPro.com. iTargetPro.com, offer code PAT. This is Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, from TJ Toppin, could you imagine coming out of a long prison stay to the world as it is right now? That'd <laughs> uh, be uh, it'd be a shock. Put me back in. Uh, from the Rev Charles Alexandria Ocasio Cortez is a perfect example of Common Core education, all mouth and no brain. Struggling Lumby, Buck Sexton, and Ivanka. Are starting their own facial cream business. <laughs> oh. uh, saves 84. If my daughter goes anywhere with a guy named Sexton, I'm following closely behind with a shotgun. All right. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Jim in Arizona. Hi, you're on the blaze. Yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, I, I, uh, we moved to uh, Phoenix in 1956. So my first uh, day of school in 1957 was uh, Catholic. And uh, I remember uh, the uh, teacher saw me bringing in stuff to play with, and I accidentally left it under my desk. Well, on the third day I did this in a row, they uh, she got a little upset and pulled out a, one of those three-eighths-inch pointers 
and started whipping me across the back with it, telling me to get the crap out of there. Whoa. Mm. Jeez. Yeah, they, uh, it, it, got, it, it was, you know, somewhat in, her, her name was uh, Mother Laurentia, but everybody called her Laurentia. And uh, mm. actually had one girl that was so intimidated that I she asked to go to the restroom, but they wouldn't let her go. And she actually just sat there and oh my, oh boy. Um, so, were were you your know? parents upset that she whipped you on the back with the pointer thing? I mean, I'd be mm. a little pissed about that. Uh, no, actually, they said I probably deserved it. That's see, that's that was the attitude of a lot of parents back right. in the day. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. That's how I grew up. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you but, wouldn't. But it wouldn't have my, happened if you if you just did what you were supposed to do. Right, but my dad never used anything other than his hands. Yeah, and one or two whacks, and I was crying, so it didn't. <laughs> I never got hurt. So, <laughs> yeah. All right, appreciate it. Thanks, Jim. Yeah, things have changed. They've changed a lot. Uh, my dad used to tell me horror stories about Catholic school. Uh, a lot of people have Catholic school horror horror stories. He thought those nuns were mean uh, and had just horrendous memories of, of what happened to him. 888 Also, we have this uh, Chicago mayor, a uh, candidate for Chicago mayor, <laughs> Willie Nelson. No, wait. He's a millionaire businessman, and he's uh, out campaigning to become mayor of Chicago. Willie Wilson, okay. And uh, he just... Went out on the street, started handing people money. At a, at a church, right? At a church. Look at this. Look at the video. He's passing out cash. I mean, so two thousand people got. Look at he just. Just what? Look, he's just random like just amounts. Random amounts to everybody who walks by, past. Uh, <laughs> buying it, votes. Bu- I, that's what it seems like. Five hundred one C three. He's. $300,000. Those are all tax dollars, Chris? $300,000. I now do we know if they're if they're funds from the campaign or they're cuz it says he's a millionaire businessman, so maybe it's his own money. Okay. He can give out his own money. I don't know if he could buy votes like I that think though. He, from his little foundation there. The Willie Wilson Foundation. The funds were dispersed through the Dr. Willie Wilson Foundation, a 501c3 nonprofit organization, <laughs> and incumbent Illinois Governor Bruce Rauner, who is seeking re-election, also attended the event. Okay. Uh, WGN reported that Wilson was moved to hand out the money to help owners who were struggling to pay their property tax bills. Oh, well. Or, you know, buy votes. One of the two. <laughs> It's all in the motivation. That's every liberal policy. It's just all in the motivation. It doesn't matter results. He said, my wife and I have been blessed by God to be able to get a few of the material things out of life. And so it's up to us now Hmm. continually to share back with all of you and others. Uh, That's nice. Okay. Okay. Then why has he got a 501c3 doing this? Why wasn't I there? I would have loved to get some of that cash. I should have gone to that trip. Free Willie Wilson cash. It's not even Obama cash. The Obama cash actually came from taxpayers. Wow, it sounds this like this is Willie Wilson cash. Uh huh. Sounds like Chicago might have a a mayor not named Daly or Emanuel. Right. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Right. Yeah, because uh, he's it is Emanuel still, right? Is he still the mayor of Chicago? No, I don't. Or know is anything. he gone now? I don't know. 
Let's see. There's apparently 10 candidates in this mayoral race. Oh, yeah, he is a mayor. Yeah, he still, still is. Yeah. Hmm. And is he running again, or is he... I guess not. Is he term limited? Wait, do they have term limits there? I mean, they know. let dead people vote. I'm uh, sure yeah. they don't have term I mean, limits. Mayor Daley was mayor for, what, 30 years in Chicago? I don't know if they fixed that situation or not. So I'm Let's not see. sure if you can... If you can continue uh, hmm. no. in perpetuity. No term limits. Oh, wow. No term limit. Wow. All right. Then what is he doing? What's Rahm Emanuel going to do? Uh, shine shoes? Mow lawns? He might be still running. Yeah, he's okay. So he is running still. He is running? Yeah, yeah, okay. All right. My bad. So probably Willie Wilson... Will he be able to buy enough votes, though? Well, you're going to have to give out more than three hundred thousand dollars in order true. to win the election. And 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 Rahm Emanuel has done such an excellent job with that city that how is he not going to win re-election? I mean, it's just Chicago's a paradise now under his leadership. Well, it is, and I mean they have the toughest gun laws mm-hmm. in the country, and nobody ever gets killed there anymore. That's amazing. Well, except for ten or fifteen, twenty people every weekend, you know, and then seven or eight more during the week. I mean, okay, a thousand people a year get killed there, but... You're just pulling out random numbers. (laughs) You're just making these up. (laughs) Seriously. I mean, the only place more deadly than Chicago is what, maybe the mean streets where you grew up? It's Helena, Helena, Montana? Yeah, the mean streets of Helena, Montana. Mm -hmm. The only place where there's more murders per capita. Than Chicago. Uh, (laughs) Don't look up those stats. Yeah, now that's a stat. they're They're keeping it quiet. And we're just, look, we're just ballparking it. Like yes, on this show, right. we just kind of give you the thumbnail sketch of the situation. Exactly. I mean, it's just from my own personal experience. I haven't actually looked at the stats. Right. All right. We're going to uh, <laughs> be back here tomorrow. Uh, same time, same place. And uh, looking forward to seeing you then. 888 That's the number you'll use uh, tomorrow when we talk to you on Pat Gray Unleashed. Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.